Numerica members rise to the challenge. Whether you're embracing digital banking tools or lifting up your neighbors, we love watching you live well in every moment. Here's to continuing to make us and our community proud. Federally insured by NCUA. The following podcast is being brought to you by the Defy Life Podcast Network. On today's episode of Anything, Everything, and Nothing with Lynn and Kim, the ladies are down one due to a loss in their family, and the producer steps in. They have a special guest on, Simba from the Diagnosis Podcast, a brand new podcast to the Defy Life Podcast Network. Lynn recaps her birthday turn up that ends with a turn down. They discuss the boy at Cardinal Newman who was expelled, the trend of mass shootings, and the chickens roaming free now. They tackle the topic of depression in young black males. And of course, the ever so popular, this ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Enjoy the show. Brought to you by GoDefyLife.com. And as you can hear, that is not Kim. But uh, anyway. Oh, Lord. Please uh, listen to us. Visit our website at www.GoDefyLife.com, where you can listen to the podcast. You can also hear us on iTunes, uh, Radio Tunes, Spreaker. How can I say it? Spreaker. 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 <laughs> and, um... Oh Lord, see you just made me Google blank. Play and iHeartRadio. There you go. You mess me up. I did not so mess I you up. You, when you bring men on, what? No, no, I'm no. Outnumbered. I feel. I feel. No, no, no. We're not gonna talk about. It, I guess like that now. Ugh. Okay. So as you can hear, I am here in place of. And for those who don't know, this is Yusuf from the Relationship Status Podcast. Uh, and the Stalian English and Coach English from the Stalian English Show. And for those people that listen to me every now and then on the Defy Life Podcast, this Yosh. He's everywhere. I oh, am but. everywhere. I guess that's, you know, when you wear many hats at the company, mm-hmm. you know, that's what you got to do sometimes. I guess. I guess. Where's Kim? Where's Kim? Kim I, I is. I Kim. Uh, condolences are just a little moment of silence for Kim. Uh, she's at uh, uh, funeral. Rod, funeral for Roz's brother. F- funeral for Roz's brother. He passed away earlier this week. And yeah, so you want to give a moment of silence? Yes. Our condolences, Roz. We love you. Love you. All right. Um, so we're going to get into the check-in, Lynn. Mm-hmm. What you mean? Uh, you usually start the check-in. So, I, I we're, yeah, we're keeping, we're keeping things. I am completely off. We are keeping things the way that it is usually done. Okay. But I'm completely off. I miss my sister. Cam. Okay. For all the listeners out there, those are fake tears. They so are not. They are fake tears. Oh, my God. Where's my sister? Okay. Um. <laughs> so checking in. 
Hello. Um, checking in on the back end of turning 40, waking up 40 last week. Yo. Uh-uh, don't do that. Yo, listen, listeners, please, please, please. Lynn, how'd your night end the other night? How did your birthday night end? That should be in the check-in. It ended wonderfully. (laughs) (laughs) That should be in the check-in. Come on, you got to update the people. Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to put the picture out there, obviously. Mm -hmm. Only people who I sent it to have seen it. But it ended mm, probably like a lot of 20-year-old birthday parties in. Because I guess I thought I was turning 20 and not 40. But... It did end face down on the ground in front of Nicole's mom's house. Shouts out to Nicole. Always. For cleaning up her mama yard because you threw up in the yard. So shouts out. Yes. (laughs) I'm just getting my voice back. Yeah, that's what happens when you throw up profusely for a day. For a day. You lose your your voice. So needless to say, there was a little bit of turn up. On that, that ain't 40th no, birthday. There ain't no little about that turn up. I tell you that. <laughs> ain't nothing little about that turn up. <laughs> you, you sound like you went to, uh, like you was on the hangover. Woke up, there was a baby in the bathroom, a jungle cat in the bathroom, <laughs> a, a, bathroom, cat in the bathroom a baby, baby in, in the, the closet. closet. <laughs> exactly. and, you, and you couldn't find Kim. That's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly what it was like. The hangover, for real. But yeah. I'm doing that. Okay. 40th birthday, I'm done. I hadn't had a moment like that in 14 years. The last time was 2005 Essence Festival. Shout out to Sean, Tiffany, Nikki. Y'all remember? Um, And so it's been 14 years, and it'll be never again. Because by the time I do it again, I'll be way too old for that. It'll probably kill me. No, you're never too old. <laughs> Boy. They got that song, Get Fucked Up, Get Fucked Up, Get Fucked Up. I'm was good you. without it. That was you. I'm good without it. <laughs> I am good without it. All right. Well, now what else in your check-in, um, man? What else happened to you this week? A lot. What Why else? did you ask me like that? And you know, but oh, the people don't know. Sick. You gotta be talking to me like you're talking to Kim. Like I'm uh, Kim. Hold on. Does it help? Hey, Lynn. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> she Lynn, sound nothing I, like that. I am here with you in spirit. No. <laughs> Never mind. So my car died. We gotta bury it. We need to have a funeral. Yeah. I, but I don't know how much you're grieving because you didn't want to have that car no more. Well, no. See, don't do that. That's probably why it's dead. <laughs> That's probably why Because I did say out loud, I'm sick of And Kim was like, no, don't say that. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I guess yeah, she man. was like, uh-uh. She's, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I am out. F this, so I am out. She's out. And I'm out of a car. Mm, and I can't long. walk from something to Columbia, so something's going to have to be done about that. Yeah, not for long. Okay. We, uh, there is a plan in place with everything. You should have a plan. Yes. So you have a plan in place, so it's now just to execute the plan. Right. With a miracle. With a, nah, it doesn't necessarily have to be a miracle. <laughs> you just got to execute the plan. Okay. All right. What else? Is that about it? That's about it. And then work and churn? Work and churn. Always. Work and churn. Work and churn. Well, work and child. Work and one child. Working child. Don't try to be taking credit for that. I'm not taking credit for anything. I did see both of their faces this week. Okay. So, so working churn? <laughs> <laughs> Always working churn. Okay. All three of them. Okay. But the first one was pretty helpful with this whole situation. I was able oh, yeah. to rely on him to get me from A to B with some of that teenagerish, oh, mom, 
you know I got to, and I ain't know I was going to have to. And I was like, look. Well, you know they. Boy. You know it's his life more important right now. Always. <laughs> mom, but but then I turn around and be like, but mom, you know I got you. Yeah. <laughs> He got the first person and he'd be like, oh, you know yeah, I got you, you know, I got you. I got you. He's a good kid, man. Shout, shouts out to CJ. Yeah. <laughs> shouts out to CJ, man. Appreciate you coming through on that. Um, I, I, is it my turn? I, do I, I get yes. a turn? You get a turn. I don't. You know, I do so much. Like, I have no clue what I did this week. Do I need to tell you? <laughs> no. Uh, I went for a referral for a colonoscopy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was hoping we were going to be able to actually talk about the experience. <laughs> what you talking about when you check my, what you talking about with the prostate check or the no the colonoscopy? Oh, okay. I didn't know you weren't having it yesterday. No, I wasn't. I was looking forward to getting some details. <laughs> That's not funny. It's it my is. health we're talking I might have about. I have to have one too. So yeah. Whatever. So I mean, you know, uh, they found polyps in my dad's colonoscopy. So he called me. I guess as soon as he became lucid and was like, "Go get checked." I, they found polyps. Oh. Geez. And so, welcome to forty. Welcome, you know, welcome, welcome to fucking forty. Fucking forty. Fucking forty. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck forty. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the prostate uh, exam uh, was a lot more funny. I was getting my physical done, and uh, <laughs> uh, it was way more humorous. I was getting my physical done, and my doctor. I love Doctor Daniel. Shouts out to Doctor Daniel because he's a funny dude. So he finishes doing all the little vital checks and this, that, and the third. And he says, yeah, uh, take down your pants and put your elbows on the table. I said, excuse me? <laughs> so I turned to look at him. And I, because what the fuck is going What are we doing? <laughs> what is going, like, nobody prepped me. I didn't have no dinner. Like, don't have no drinks. It was just, go ahead, put your elbows on the table, pull your pants down. And I was disturbed because when I looked at him and said, what? He had, he had done put his glove on, was lubing the damn fingers up. I was like, what the hell is going on here? You're like, sir. Okay, so, of course, I did it. And then it is the most uncomfortable, oh, weirdest experience that anybody can have. But I do say, in the... You know, black man, we don't really do health real well. We don't go to the doctor. We oh, don't but do you that. do. You do. We, I said we don't. I know, but you do. I, I know I do. I, why? I said, why don't? Why? Because I have to. No, I don't have a that choice. Ain't why? Because people will shoot me if because I don't go to the doctor. Because you make me. <laughs> because I make. Because you make me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if that's what you want to believe, yeah, we'll go. With, we'll go with that. We gonna go. We'll go with that. Um, I'm I'm healthy. That's all we need to know. Um, so but that experience was that experience was weird. And then it's like cough or something else. Yeah. And then like two seconds later, he's you get a snap of the damn the snap of the uh, the, the the glove, and it's like over. And I was like, damn, you ain't even gonna tell me good night. <laughs> Give me a <laughs> Give us something. I need something to make Ew. this experience. Something, oh, thank but um, God for womanness. I don't have a process. It's, it was it's very strange, very strange. Although we get violated as well. But. Well, I mean, for y'all, I mean, a violation for y'all ain't nothing out of the norm. I mean, shoot, any random sexual act is a violation. So, yes. I mean, well, you know, at some point you got to be used sucks. to. It. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, I know that our guest, we have a very special guest. All right. Well, then again, I will say, as he says on his podcast, there are no such things as special guests because all of our guests are special. Is that what he said? 
That's what he says. I think that's I believe that's what he says. He's, did you just say he's that's, that's corny. corny? That is not corny. I don't think that's corny. All of our guests are not special. All of so I'm not special. No, you suck for that. <laughs> you kiss my ass. I'm just kidding. That. That's not corny. That, you know, uh, it's actually cool. It's actually cool. Um, uh, very dope. Uh, podcast that has joined the Defy Life Podcast Network. Right. Uh, his show will be starting on September the 5th would be the first day that the show will be available on the network and we are super excited. But then again, I, I don't think we're more excited than him because all over his Instagram page, he right. went Defy Life nuts. He went Defy Life nuts. He went Defy Life nuts on his Instagram page. <laughs> but right. um, introducing the great from the Best Medicine Podcast, our man Simba. Alright. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, yeah? <laughs> Ain't nothing hey, much. Man. Hope we didn't bore you to death just now. Nah, this is. I'm sitting here dying. <laughs> <laughs> here that dying. is the point. <laughs> That's what I need you to do. Die. <laughs> hey, hey, if your if your guest ain't special, you need some better guests. I know, oh, right? See, see, that, that's right. a shot. Shots fired at you, man. Okay, you right. Yeah, you got shot now. That's all that's, our guests are special. All of the guests are special. They are. Um. Uh, so, Simba, tell tell all the listeners. Now, we'll, we will get into your show a little bit later in, in the podcast, but for right now, just tell them a little bit about you personally, and then give us a little check in. How was your week? Yeah. Oh man, Simba we're back in the same thing one more time, bro. You know, um, for me this week was kind of a weird situation. I work at a summer camp. Mm, so I've done that. Yeah, I love it. I work with the middle schoolers, oh. so they they give me all the attitude. Yes. They give me all the hate, but they love me so much. And it's it's funny to watch them like actively try to hate me when they know that they love me. <laughs> <laughs> you should be able to relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was just like the like, especially like the girls. They're like in that age now, that twelve, thirteen, where I don't want to, I don't want to like anything. I don't, I, I hate everything. I'm gonna be just cynical. Right. <laughs> so yes. it just, it's just funny to me because like they'll be like they'll tell my supervisors like, oh, I hate Simba. He was like, why? He's like, because all he does is sing all day. He was like, oh, you love him. <laughs> like, no, they don't have nothing to complain about. Yeah, exactly. So, what about the the Simba jokes? I know you get them. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's the cutest from the babies though. Oh, I bet. Hi Simba. I was oh. like, hey, what's going on, guys? You need to wear a lion suit one day. No, no. What is? What are you doing? Wear a lion suit <laughs> for the kids. No, no. Okay. No. I'm sorry. I'm good off the lion suit. But wait. <laughs> Is I have locks, so that's that's my man. Oh, there you go. See, that works. Okay, now is that your government name? I mean, I just need to know. That's the government name. That's that's my government name as far as as far as you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, there we go. That's I all mean, we mean. ain't got to tell nobody. I just want to know. <laughs> you know, I just want to know. Did, did your mama name you Simba? My mama loves me. Uh, okay, <laughs> there you go. Okay, that's like what she be trying to put me out about my middle name. Oh, Lord. Yeah, this is oh, don't be trying to put me out in front of people. It ain't everybody to know. Well, I mean, you know, I'm just just wondering because, like, I could get it if you were born back in when the movie come out ninety four. Ninety four. Were you no, born, born in ninety four? Ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah, Dang, that's before I, the movie came out. Yeah. You know, you know, Simba only means it means lion. So oh, is that what that mean? It's a Swahili word for lion. Yeah. No, I'm gonna need you to. Get, I, like, I knew. Why that. would I know that? Like, I knew that. 
Actually, Whatever. all the names of the Lion King characters are twi- actual Swahili names. Okay, Swahili. well, now I can understand that. You know, I get right. Mufasa, Sarabi, Nala. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you but know all Simba. the names? Yeah. Nala means friend. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. See, this is one of those moments she needs Kim to Scar- go with her on Wait, wait a minute. Scar is not a Swahili name. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he was an outcast. That's okay. Was, okay, well, there we go. Uh, anyway, let's see. Rafiki. Who else Rafiki we had? He is a teacher, I believe. Okay, and then that makes sense. Or guidance or something like that. Something that like makes yeah. sense. And then the bird. Uh, what's the bird name? Zazu. Zazu. Watcher or something Makes like that. sense. Like, okay, so they named everybody after kind of what their role was. Exactly. I exactly. love it. Man, getting deep. I love it. Best yeah, Man Pod brought some. I think it's a really deep movie. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I that. will say that it is a very deep movie. It is a very deep movie. It's, it's actually very sad. Did too. you see the 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 one that's out now, Simba? I wish I, I wish I hadn't. Oh, why? Um, they took all of the best parts out. That yeah, they kind of did, and then they added a part. That's what I. That's why I asked you. You see what they added. Scar asking Sarabi to be his wife? Like, where did that yeah, come it was, from? It was wild. Yeah, that they, didn't happen? Um, yeah, the, the, I don't want my Fantastical movies um, in real life. It just, I don't, yeah. I, there's talking lines. I don't need it <laughs> to be in real life. Okay, I get it. And you know, I honestly thought that when they were first talking about it, that the lions, because some part of that had to be computer generated, obviously. I All thought they were just going to be kind of Telling a story with some real lions, but now I'm like, well, were they all really computer generated? Every everything you saw, except for like a couple of things, were all created on on the computer. Oh, the movie like visually is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It looked like watching Planet Earth. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet I, I, I haven't I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I just from what I've heard, uh, I was told that the some of the emotion was taken out of the movie. All of the, the emotion. with the real with the realism of the actual mm-hmm. lines, there was no, you really couldn't see like the emotion that you get animated. Yeah, you yeah. did not, not get from you didn't get that feeling no. that well, overwhelming yeah feeling that you felt and you can't. So something <clears throat> like a Little Mermaid and a Move On might be different because well, it's, it's, it's human. People. Yeah, it's human. Yeah, so you're exactly. gonna get. I I, now I am anxious to see those. Well, yeah, Mulan is actually a real story so they're just yeah. taking all the fantastical versions of the Disney version and just making it into that real story but the thing about the Lion King about, about the emotion Simba watched his father die mm-hmm. ran over to him found his dead carcass and started to cry face never moved right that, that's like because exactly. you no matter what you do with a computer I don't think you can uh, you can superimpose no, you that you can't do that <laughs> <laughs> you just can't you can't make it happen but like, you I can just, do it with a cartoon and, and it was just like I remember that moment as a kid. Oh, it's so awful. And I was a junior in high school, going, "Damn, oh, it's so awful." Listen, <laughs> Sean, God damn it! And, and you know, this and, one, and, Sean was sitting next to me, boohooing. Simba, Sean is my cousin. She okay. was sitting next to me, boohooing in this one. I mean, I didn't cry as much as I did in the cartoon one. I mean, you, she was boohooing. You cry when a roach oh, die. Stop it! I like, don't. You, I hate them bastards. I mean, you just you cry. Period. Like roaches are people too. Yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> they are vermin. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know, I, I just, I, I just didn't feel the overwhelming want and need to go see that. Like no. I just felt you like save your money. 
Yeah, I just felt yeah. like it was. I, I could catch it on my box. I could catch it on the Amazon box yeah. when it come yeah. out. Like you know, I just I'll wait for it. Yeah, there's certain things I think you need to go to the movie theater. And like you, I guess to your point, Simba, maybe I would have gone to see the scenery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, nice. I, I will feel like I missed out on that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't think I'm really too much missing yeah. anything. You definitely didn't miss your son in my lap the entire time. Well, I mean, hey, you know, you took him. Thank you for taking them. Shut up. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Simba. You just you just gonna have to deal. <laughs> Dynamics are what they are. <laughs> well, what is it called? I'm a Zazu right now. I'm the watcher. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so finish. I'm sorry. Finish your week because yeah, we totally week. went off on a Lion King tangent. Yeah, I mean that's accurate. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so I mean, for me, that's all it really was this week. I had um, I had a couple events. I, I'm a photographer as well, so I oh. go out and um, to different events and you know, film. I have a couple of different residencies. Uh, one with um, a company, a group called Speak on It, and uh, it's a it's a spoken word event every Wednesday night. In downtown Oakland, mm-hmm. and it's it's just fire breathing dragons just get up on the mic and then just let loose everywhere and stuff. It's beautiful. In there. Oh wow! Hey man, Simba, we've been uh, yeah. here at the Defy Life Podcast Network. We have been uh, throwing around and tossing around the idea of a spoken word podcast. Mm. Oh wow! I didn't know if you'd be if you might know a couple of spoken word people. We'll talk a little bit off off uh, off air about that man because we've been really because if you look it up look out there there's really no spoken word podcast yeah that's real yeah so we, we're, we're tossing it around and when we get a little little bit uh we might want to bring you in on that so hey, hey. 60% of my friends are uh, artists okay well that's good well, that's awesome. well we definitely got to bring you in on that then <laughs> <laughs> love it uh, but uh anything else on the check in nah that's that's good that's good yeah. I um I we went out. We went out uh, last night or Thursday night, and um, we was for my my homie's a DJ, so he DJed at this party. You know, it's two one o'clock roll around. We're talking about all right. Let's what's the next move? I'm trying to go home. I didn't even want to go out. <laughs> you know, I'm young. I'm young old. Right, <laughs> young old. I like that. Me to the house. So it's one o'clock roll around. Uh, my OG homegirl was like, "Yo, let's you know." Let's stay out. I'm like, ah. So we go to a hookah bar. Hookah bar is closed. Cool. I get to go home. Come back. <laughs> go back to the spot to say goodbye again. Uh, the homie, my homie, who's driving, he's like, all right, bro, I'm about to go inside, use the bathroom, and come right back out. That took 45 minutes. <laughs> so now 2.30 is rolling around, and I go and finally go inside. I'm like, bro, you got lost. Did you fall in? What's going on? <laughs> He he near chopping it up and so now now my OG homegirl is saying, Oh, well, we're going to we're going to the studio. Who's going to the studio? <laughs> <laughs> who? Who why? What's the who I wanna go to bed. <laughs> I didn't want to go to the studio. So I'm like, alright, alright. So we go to the studio. We're in the studio. It's, I mean, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful situation. We celebrating, you know, his birthday and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just a really good. I'm glad I went. But also, I had to wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning. 
Oh. So we didn't get home to like 4.30 in the morning. Oh, no. No, no, no. We can't, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not what so we So needless do. to say, when I got home last night, I got home around like 6.30 last night uh, from work and everything like that. I was in bed at 8. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up. I woke up today this morning. <laughs> I woke up today. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I was done. I know that's right. But yes, I am old young for anybody that knows that wants to know. Hey, listen, it ain't nothing out there in them streets anyway. Nah. Man, trouble. Nothing. Ain't nothing but trouble out there in them streets. My grandma said ain't nothing open after midnight but legs and Waffle House. Oh. Yeah, my grandpa say, uh, what you doing out there in that night air? <laughs> <laughs> right. In that night air. That night air. I love it. That's a good one. I got to use that. I'm going to use that one. I just stole that from you. From <laughs> I just stole that. What you doing in that night air? <laughs> But we're going to go ahead and move on a little bit. We're going to go ahead and get into the A-E-N in the news. All right. Why? Because it's what's important to us, and we don't care if it's important to you. So? A-E-N in the news and entertainment. You're supposed what? to say, and listen anyway. Oh, listen anyway. I'm sorry. See, I'm off. Oh, I'm off. Suck. Kim. Where's my Kim? <laughs> All right, so I'm mad. You know what I'm supposed to say, <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> Simba, don't laugh at her foolishness. Do not laugh. This is her no, show, and I'm, I'm over com- here. D- yes, completely off. Like this ain't the face I look at. This not no voice I hear. This is not I'm gonna my get a picture. Hey. I'm gonna get a picture of Kim and staple it to my forehead. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, great minds, man. <laughs> oh, you know I'm outnumbered with testosterone. This is not normal. <laughs> this is not normal. Oh, I told God. you. But let's get into our first, um, our first, first which news one? News story. The oh, first God. news story. So, um, a South Carolina high school student from Cardinal Newman uh, Private School here in, in South Carolina. It's in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, he's from an elite political family, and he was expelled. Um, arrested following some racist video. So for the people who have not heard it, we're going to go ahead and we're going to listen to it right now real quick. I'm Parker Musk, and I hate black people. They're the worst. They're stinky, and they just suck. They're just bad people. If you notice, over there is a box of Jordans, the favorite pair of shoes for a black man. I'm going to show you what I think of a black man. Fuck. All niggers. Hey, it's me again, Parker Mushin, hater of all black men. Look over here, it seems that our nigger hasn't quite learned his lesson yet. Seems like he needs 25 rounds to the dome. I don't think that was enough. Thank you very much for watching my PSA. Fuck all niggers. Fuck you too. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> for those that didn't hear, Lynn said, "Fuck you too." Um, um, Simba, I'm, I'm, let's start with you, Simba. Yeah. Um, had you heard about this? Well, I sent him the, the 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 file yesterday. Right. Last night, I think he had a chance to read it. Well, what were your what is what is your thoughts from hearing the actual thing after reading the article? That nigga's wild. <laughs> What is wrong with bruh? 
Yo, so I the, what you sent me was the 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 news report. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading it. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. But that video? Yes. See, we, we live. We live. He was. He's a high school student. Yes. So we living, especially for people under 18, 21, their goal is to go viral. Mm-hmm. So beyond beyond the racist shit, you're doing this shit just to get famous. Right. And that in itself is a problem. And then on top of that, you add it with what they're already doing is dividing the country. It's like you want to feed into the bullshit. Right. To get famous. Well, let me tell you something, Thelma. You're not from down here, so you might not know. This I don't. private school, Cardinal Newman, is majority white. Oh, As Kim would say, she was like, they only got 12 black people. <laughs> <laughs> Which might be true. Um, right. And that's the history of it. Like, my best friend went there. Um, I almost went there. I have a lot of other friends that went there. Kim's brother went there. And there's a story about that, too, that I let her tell because it ain't my story to tell. But um, it's a school like he he's not in school with this large population of black kids. So I just feel like and now, mind you, the word on the street is Lindsey Graham is who his politician family member is Mm -hmm. like that's his grandfather or something. Yep. So. That's a hot mess. And I just don't, I, I mean, I guess obviously that the kid is 16 years old. So obviously he's feeding into rhetoric from from news outlets from 45 and probably from his own house. Because where else, like why else are you so charged? There's not that many black kids in your school. And it sounds like he's reading from a script that somebody right. has told him all his life. Exactly. And now, ain't probably going to be nothing there. But <laughs> if well, it, my kid was going there, they would be withdrawn quickly. Well, I'm going to tell you the issue I have with with everything. All right. So first off, as is in any educational system, the, the, the police officers, they monitor, police monitor the... And administration at the school monitor the social media accounts of the students at the school that they can access. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, apparently, Cardinal Newman knew about this right. prior to yeah. and did not inform the parents. Right. It didn't just happen. He was actually initially just suspended and then he was given allowed the option to allowed to withdraw mm-hmm. without the expulsion being on his record. So parents went and they were disgraced once they found out on August 2nd because they they went ahead and everything happened around July 15th. So now August 2nd at 10 p.m. Now you're telling me after the state newspaper had gotten a hold of it. Now you're going to tell me that my child might have been in danger. Right. Exactly. And then you tell me that you give him. They was like, no, you have to expel him. So now in one of the articles I read, it said that he cannot get into a school now. Um, mm-hmm. Which is fucking good, right? To him, I don't give a oh, shit yeah. what the fuck happens to him at this point. I know I, niggas. I know some niggas I could take you to right now in Columbia. Yeah, say it. Go ahead and drop your ass off. <laughs> <laughs> I drop your ass off to some niggas right now. <laughs> right now, some. But then, do you know that he's also not being charged? And he's not being charged. He's not being charged with anything. 
He's being charged for threatening to shoot up the school, but not for the videos. Yeah, but I don't know if they could legally charge him with anything. Mm, yeah, well, that's what the they're charge. saying. Yeah, that's what they're saying. There's no charge for that. But well, I make want, up I one. Want to talk about the the how accredited the school is. That man just said they're stinky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they're stinky. That's that's the adjective you're gonna use. <laughs> And you're 16 years old. Right. I thought about that too. I was like, oh, stinky. Like okay. that's, that's the biggest word you can come right. up with. And then not only that, but man, keep up with the times. Like he was like right. the box of Jordans. Jordans are there. A lot of black people do wear them, but not everybody. Boy, you could have gone and got favorite. Favorite shoe of a black man. <laughs> <laughs> he could have went Air Force Ones. Like, <laughs> they're, they're just trying to go viral. It's like it's like yeah. either people are gonna really hate me or people are gonna really love me or people are just gonna laugh at me. Either way, I'm gonna get clicks. The, yeah. Two, I promise that these aren't the two the only two videos this man has made. But you're oh, also no. gonna get in trouble. Like, really? Well, I think Lynn, it goes back to a bigger issue, and I think the bigger the biggest issue of it all well not the biggest issue, one of the bigger issues. There's two huge issues and one of them is the way kids are being raised because mm-hmm. nurture um, nurture is the thing that gets this kid here it's yeah. not nature Never. a kid is not natured by nature just gonna go hey I need to get this gun and go yeah. shoot somebody who's opposite but also me. his president right. is helping exacerbate well, the issue well I, I think like on the Defy Life podcast uh, Money said that Trump is not the problem Trump is the is the symptom the symptom hmm. of the problem you see what I'm saying? Yes, yes, so I like that. it's a bigger thing, yeah, like than I him, because I mean, shoot, you think if Trump comes out of office, the racists are just going to go away? No, and they've That's, always been there. They just haven't been given permission. They to they, they never act. had someone that didn't give a damn what he right. said before, right? In the office, I'm pretty sure there've been some racists in office, but they've always been so politically inclined to care what their image is that they don't cross particular lines. Correct. Trump just don't give a fuck. Correct. Plain and simple, he don't give a shit. What he say? And there was also racist videos before he even got elected. Exactly, oh, yeah. and Definitely. that was it. There, there was there was racist videos before that. So I mean, when you when so um, that's one of of the points is his nurture. Parents out there teaching these kids to mm-hmm. hate. He's not only he's hearing it, he's seeing it, he's yeah. feeling it, he's being taught to be raised in it. That's one. Mm-hmm. The second biggest thing is Simba. Um, Simba talked about it. We live in a society in which likes. Likes and shares mm-hmm. are the biggest thing that people could possibly want to get on social media. It validates them and who they are. Um, and and I think that the big the, uh, there's a huge there's a huge portion of society that needs to feel that validation. Like he's he, he's probably expelled from school, but happy at the fact, like you said, Simba, that he has these likes. And that now he, we talking about him. That we have viral and that we're talking about him. Who's who's to even say he would have even done it? Right. And now you gotta be precautious, I I believe and I probably that take for me might be a little Un, you know, might not be as 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 well agreed. You know, you got to take precautionary steps with the day and age we live in of kids yep. just shooting up shit left and right. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? When you when you when you when you look at it, he just wanted the clicks. He wanted yeah. not, he wanted to go viral. He wanted to be famous. And guess what? He went viral. He is famous. And I just it, it plays to the. I started watching the series uh, Black Mirror. 
Yep. And there was an episode, you know, there's an episode on Black Mirror where it's about um uh, uh, social networking and, and and all of that stuff and and like when you look at a person, they had these things that everybody that was programmed in their head, it was these things that would show you what a person's rating was, what their like rating was. So like the highest was a five, the lowest was a zero. And wherever you fell determined your status in society. So you would get the more likes you had, the more things you had access to, better seats on the plane, better rental cars, better this, better that. And if we don't get a grasp on this, if we as society don't get a grasp on this thing, the social media thing, that is where we're headed. Mm-hmm. And and it's it was just crazy to see because in the movie, there's this, there's this girl driving herself nuts to get to this wedding to get her rating up because her rating had to be a certain point so that she could live somewhere. And that's what this kid is doing. That's what a lot of kids are doing. They are using social media to validate themselves. And, and those are the two biggest issues I saw with this thing here. What about you, uh, Simba? I I went to we all went to high school with black people, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I yeah, I went. Yeah. I graduated. Now, now there's a good I'll just say like ten to twenty percent of those students that had guns on them every day. Oh yeah. The, when have you ever seen somebody let one loose? At the <laughs> Not at the school. <laughs> Not at the school. Maybe at the at the parking lot around the corner or something like that. Yeah. But at school, we got it on us because we need to have it on us. We're coming to and from a neighborhood that something might happen and I might need it. We're not doing nothing at the school. It's always, all right, bro, I see you after school. I see you after school. No, we're not coming to the to the spot and shooting it up. Right. There's there's one and there's also one underlining factor that all these articles have have um, going for that I read. It's right. the people, the administration was complicit with it. Oh yeah, very much so. Every every one of these articles that I've seen, the 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 administration knew about it and didn't say anything mm-hmm. until it was too late. Until it was too late, exactly. So why are you covering stuff up? Why are you hiding it? Right. Right, yeah, and you're gonna let this man go free. You weren't even gonna. You're not even gonna give him a you know pat on the on the wrist or anything. You're just like letting him go to another school. Right. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. So supposedly now he's not gonna be able to. I guess he'll have to go online at home. But yeah. um, it is absolutely ridiculous, and I want to see. I would like to see movement happen because again, this is a private school. It's a Catholic school, which right. means you have to pay a tuition. To exactly. go there. Um, sidebar, I was looking at your picture. Did you go to a Catholic school? I did. Me too, I, uh, me too. I was at a Catholic too. school from uh kindergarten to, to 11th grade. Yeah. Grade. Okay, so this is that kind of, it's your school. <laughs> but but I at went, the same time, my school was all black. Right, and so was mine. I went from preschool to fifth grade. Well, no, I'm right. sorry, preschool to sixth grade. Yeah. Um, and I would have been slated to go to this particular school after sixth grade. But my my parents decided to put me in public school, which smart. I was definitely afraid of. But anyway, because I had seen yeah. lean on me, so I didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, I think we, I think every every or not every, but I think a lot of you know black kids need that private and public. Oh yeah, I think it's especially early because 
it gives them an opportunity to, to to have a better education in their formative years to where it's like, okay, now I'm, I know what I'm doing mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then go to high school and then go to a public school so you can get that freedom of right. becoming, you know, 18, 19. Yeah, I definitely appreciate having both. Um, but back to my point, it, so, you know, private school, pay tuition. They just, now mind you, you don't know this because you're not from down here. Right. But a rug. They just built this fine brand new school. The school that you see on the picture, they right. just built. And it is brand spanking new. Mm. So I'm anxious to see how much uh enrollment is gonna go down. I, I and I hope it will. <laughs> and they lose all this money that they get into which I mean I know the diocese will step in at some point, but whatever. Um I I would just I don't like how the school handled it and I think they need to feel the burn as well because you know what are you breeding you're a freaking Catholic school y'all go to mass right like what are y'all doing this is what this is what they getting out of mass I'm not understanding and it let's just say there's what is that what uh what grades is it is um Cardinal Newman is seventh through 12 7 through oh, 12 that's too mm-hmm. many classes so for every for every grade there's a probably like 10 of him uh, yeah yeah i i can i probably agree with that and the way that it's set up here is this is a majority white school right it's majority white it always has been there's only ever been a handful of black students that go to that school well that's all the private schools here in columbia in, in, yeah. Columbia, in well, South Carolina. Except on the elementary level, because like St. Martin is all black. Yeah. But I mean, you know, but, when you yeah. get to the seventh to the seventh yeah. to twelfth, the majority Heath of Wood Hall are, yeah. and Ben Lippin. They're all and, majority white. Yeah. Well they cost a college tuition to go to. So yeah. <laughs> and over and over here in these families, we ain't finna do that. Yeah. Okay. Nah. I, I I think even if I could, I think there's something to the public school education. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it helped you have to deal with uh, social class diversity mm-hmm. that you wouldn't get just going to a that I don't think you get just going to a private school mm-hmm. um, just like I tell even my students that graduate from high school I tell them I said if you go to HBCU you do know that you have to get your master's and it's not to diminish the HBCU's degree mm-hmm. but you need to get the cultural diversity you need to go to a culturally diverse mm-hmm. university for your master's so that on paper Mm-hmm. You look like you can, because at this point, with degrees and all this and that and the third, on paper, you need to look like you can, you can uh, be successful in any social environment and right. business environment right. you go into. And so, I just think that public school gives you that a little bit more. Although public school education ain't the best, right. I think socially it gives students more social skills. Mm-hmm. That you know, sometimes you got to deal with a bully. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to punch him in the mouth. That's true. You know, exactly. you know. And listen, that's what I was scared of when I was going to public school. I knew I was gonna have a bully, and I did. This big old girl, she was way bigger than me, and she had want to fight me. And I had to get the girl that was bigger than her to be on my side, and she was. So I would walk around with her, and I was safe. It was just like on TV. Yeah, well, I mean, we, you just—I just think it puts you in a position um, to to have to. You you you, you kind of got to grow, but um, I mean, shouts out to the just to whoever reported what he was doing because yeah. somebody had to actually Thank see you, it and person. report it. Yeah. Um, uh, I hope his parents um come to some sort of light, which I highly doubt. 
Um, and for all the niggas he was talking to, I hope there's a nigga somewhere that's going to slap his ass <laughs> when they see him. Because, oh, you wanted to go viral? Okay, I, I got your viral to, ass. I think he need to stay from out the streets. <laughs> like, you can't no, go you, nowhere. Yeah, yes. you can't go nowhere. You do something like- and, and now we know you on you on the internet, bro. You on right. YouTube. We coming to your house, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's folk out there studying that face right now. Yes. Like, because <laughs> look, the black kids that go to Cardinal Newman, they got friends in public school. Oh yeah, and yeah. they know him. Oh, oh yeah, bro. Oh, you got he, he gonna he gonna be at the mall tomorrow. We gonna be waiting in the parking lot. I got niggas ready. Well, we're going to kick this store to the curb. Let me yeah. ask you this first. Kick him you, to the sir. curb. Kick his right. ass to the curb. He need to go kick all kind of rocks yeah. and break all his toes. Put him in the Jordan box and give me a gun. Right. <laughs> I don't think he's learned his lesson. I don't think he's right. learned his lesson. So, Yusuf, you as a teacher. Now, mm-hmm. Simba, you're, you're a teacher? Camp? I'm an educator. Educator? Yeah. Okay. So I don't, see, I don't teach. I I give. I basically just give the kids game. I'm an after school. Uh, I'm a TA. Okay. I got after you. school program. So all right, yeah. educator. I like that. That's fancy. So Yusuf, you're an educator as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in a high school, in a small town in South Carolina, and that's all I'm gonna say about that's that. It's a predominantly white town. I just said that's all I'm gonna say about that. Okay. You know what I meant. Okay. Jeez, you you know some folk with red hats and stuff be walking around here every now and again. I got one that won one the class every day. Oh god! So every day. how does every this day. how does this come off for you? Like, do you go to school? Do you go to work in fear? Do you? Well, first off, do you have a plan? You got an exit is, strategy. Here's and let me tell you something. There's something that my kids know about Coach E. Mm. Talk about it. Don't let Coach E get to his car. Mm. <laughs> Don't let Coachy get to his car. Mm. All bets are off. It's off at that point. Like I'm, uh, I'm. Oh, you ain't got to worry about looking for me because now I'm looking for you. Well, have you and, experienced uh, um, these this guy in your school? Yes, there was a kid I taught last semester, and I was warned mm. um, that at his former school he had given threats. Mm. Uh, but you know, in public school, they can't necessarily if they have a hearing and the kid sounds contrite, blah blah blah. You have to let him in. Um, I have I have actually had. Three instances, oddly enough, last year, um, uh, and this particular kid has said that he hates black people mm. and that he wants to kill them all. That's Did what he, he said. His already? No, he was a freshman last year. Damn. A 16, okay. 17 year old freshman. Okay. So that goes to say what he is oh, in life. 17 year old yeah. freshman. He said oh. he was waiting to age out. So I don't know if he's coming back this year. Oh, probably not. Um, but. Uh, smart kid, yeah, smart kid. Right. He, 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 I don't like being in school with niggas and da 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 da. So, oh, um, I wish I could kill them all. Blah blah blah. Now, luckily for me, my classroom is in the building where the SRO is housed. Okay. So to get to me, you got to go past his office. Okay. And nine times out of ten, he's standing outside the building, or because from outside our building, you can see the whole campus pretty much. So mm-hmm. he's usually sitting or standing right there. Um, and his police car is parked right in front of the thing. So if I'm a shooter, that's not the first building I'm coming to. So okay. I would have time to do whatever needs to be done safety-wise. And, you know, they got some things in place for us to keep the kids safe and this and the third. So I joke about getting to my car, but that is a true, real statement for me. Because if it comes down to whether I got to go home to my kids or not, I'm going home, I'm going home to my kids. And, I, and you as a kid not going to stop me from going home to my kids. Um and uh, this kid, the odd thing enough about it was at the end of the year, I give at the end of the semesters, I give a, a, a 
a little test or whatever, and it's really just questions about what they learned about themselves this year and this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. He hasn't taken no tests. He did no assignments the whole year. I was slunk in the class, but he took this particular test that I handed out. And one of the questions was, um, what did you learn from Mr. English's class? And he wrote about a paragraph on the fact that all black people are not bad. Oh, there you, you know, he said, bad, yo. he said, Mr. English is one of my favorite teachers. <gasps> one of the good ones, yo. And right. he said that, um, and in and, and talking to him at some point throughout the year, mm-hmm. because I asked him about it. Yeah. I was very, I'm blunt with my kids. Like, mm-hmm. my students know, you curse at Coach English, he gonna cuss your ass right the fuck back out. Like, mm-hmm. that's, I teach English, but I will cuss you clean out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he said, you know, just all oh, I've always I think somebody used to bully him. Mm. That was a black kid when he was when he was in elementary school mm-hmm. and um uh his I think his father got fired by a black guy Ooh. who was who owned the company or whatever. Like pretty much Yeah. In his eyesight, in his household, black people were always doing things to them. Right. right. Okay. So his feeling was to make my life right, I'm gonna hate. If all the people in my life that I've in, come in contact with are bad when it comes to them, all of them must be bad. Mm-hmm. And I think I never gave, I never treated him. He said I was the first person, mm-hmm. the first teacher to not treat him as if he was a bad kid. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you don't do that. And he was like, he said, he said, coach, he said, all my other teachers, like, they, they ready to write me up. He said, you ain't never wrote me up. I said, for what? I'm going to write you up for what? Right. What? So you can get suspended and be home where you want to be? No, I want to torture yeah. you. Sit in my class for an hour and a half right. every day. So at least I know some piece of a piece of knowledge is going to get through your head. Yeah. You know. So there was him, and then there was the Make a Great America Great Kid. Um, remember we sat in Applebee's yeah. and his family. <laughs> that kid. Yeah. Um, he ends up with a debate, and I put him in a debate against a black girl, one of the smartest black girls in the in the class, and they were partnered up and they had to come up with the topic and the topic was whether to reelect Trump. Oh God. Man, that girl talk circles around that boy. Mm. <laughs> I'm talking about, she talked that boy and the last thing she said was, and I told them that you always have to leave your argument, leave your, leave your opponent. Like if you got them down, mm-hmm. kick them in the face. Because mm-hmm. in, in in the art of argumentation, you got to take a, you got to make a statement to the point where the person has nothing else left to say. Right. And the last thing she said was, "And so now that you heard all that, now I need you to take that dumb hat off." Oh. Uh, and I was like, I wanted to clap for the little girl. I was like, yes! "Let me." Right, right, right. <laughs> you got to hold it in. I had to hold in my excitement, and he was just sitting there because he didn't have facts to back up his points. Mm-hmm. All he, because his family is telling him. This is what you need to believe. This right. is what you need to do. So, and there are those kids. Those kids exist at my at my school, and I know they do. Right. The issue is, I think that we have to handle them as if they're kids. Because yes, at treat the end like, of the day, right. they are kids that cannot control their emotions. Right. So if you continue to do piss them off and whatever else, mm-hmm. then that's you. Yeah. I and I agree with you completely. You approach them. As you would approach any other kid, just like, you know, with our kid that we shared. Yeah. Um, that was at your school. Then he was at my school. I I watched other teachers treat him like what he was on paper, what was mm-hmm. presented to them about this kid. You know, they would everything was automatically he was wrong and snapping at him. And, and you know, his thing was don't disrespect me. 
if I, you know, if I ain't, if I don't disrespect you, don't disrespect, don't disrespect that's me. That's all he used to say. Don't disrespect me. And I approached him just like you, you approached him. And just like you approach these kids that you know are coming to you with issues as just another kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I joked around with him. I was a little bit scared of him. Now, I did have my, now, listen, how now, I was going to hide now, from that you kid, know. Now, now, Simba, a little background. That kid is a black kid who, uh, he, well, African-American kid who, he's big into gangs. And if he wanted to, can shoot up the school. Like, mm-hmm. he was, he's a freshman he and he was scared. running grown men in this gang. He was scary, but Simba, check this out, though. He was like five feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Shout out to the short fellas. <laughs> like he was like five feet tall, hundred like pounds soaking wet. Like I'm talking about. He's kind of scary though. <laughs> like I remember, I saw him. Uh, he told he told a teacher one time, "I want to see you get to your car." Oh, I said, uh. I said, "Come here, boy," <laughs> because I, I had that relationship with yes, him, and I did too. And uh, at I think my school, my oh. upbringing. I was, you know, I was uh, raised in New York. And I was in gangs. I was in a gang, and I was in all of that. And I kind of turned my life around at, at a certain point. And I think that gives me validity when it comes to talking to these kind of kids. A hundred percent. Because yeah. they, I go through my first day. I go through my background mm-hmm. with them. I do a presentation on where I've been and how I got here. Right. And so it always allowed me to be able to talk to those kids. I could always reach those kids, and f- this, there was nothing different with him. Mm-hmm. I was I would be able to yell at him, man, boy, just go sit down. Yeah, and yeah. Same and, here. He, and he would do it. He was like, "I, right, coachy, you know how I get." I said, "Yeah, I just need you to do your work, though. Like, if <laughs> right. you do, if you just sit down, sit down and do your work. Sit down and draw on the paper. I know you don't want to be here. Yeah, but don't be acting out in class. Because I actually popped him one day. Like I walked up on him and popped him on his butt because he was doing something, <laughs> and I popped him on. But he was like, "Be parking. What are you doing?" <laughs> but any other teacher, um, and I'm not a teacher, so I'm a therapist. But he'd be ready if to a fight. teacher, they would, he'd be ready to fight. And he had run in with all of the teachers. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a respect thing, and I think once the kids, yeah, because you have to show until they and he hadn't done anything to me. He had right. I knew who he was on paper. I knew what he was, what his whole thing was, but. Upon meeting him, he hadn't done anything to me. So there was no exactly. reason for me to disrespect him or, you know, yell at him or treat him like he was less than. But Man. I watched those other teachers do that. And I was like, mm, y'all better chill out. Yeah, that boy, that boy <laughs> y'all come better chill here. out. That boy come up here and do all kind of things to you. Right. And he'll walk past That's my real. room and come to yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we're going to go ahead. I, I think I'm going to be honest. Uh, we're... <laughs> We're rolling up on about time for a break, so okay. Um, I think that's going to be it for AEN in the news. Yeah, well, we'll just make the note that of, of, of upon the this particular, this happened in our backyard. Simba in your backyard was yeah. another mass was a mass shooting, shooting. Yes. at the Garlic Festival a couple of weeks that's ago. Nuts. Well, talk right. about that. Well, let's before we go to break, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the shootings. That yeah, we'll talk about shootings. it briefly, and yeah. then we'll move we'll on. Go, yeah, we'll move on into break. So, Simba, what was that like over there on on, on your end? That's that's the one that happened in El Paso, correct? No, 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 no. There was one that happened in California. In California? Yes. Oh man, where am yeah, I? The Garlic Roy. Festival. Oh wow. And, yeah. So talk about before, that before I answer. Yo, so it's a. And in, in the news, like just killings. Well, no, it, it's whatever's in the news. It's just whatever's in the entertainment and oh, news. Okay, okay. I thought it was like, a, all right, all right. It just so happened that this is the kind of shit that's in the news this week. <laughs> yes, yes, and it, and this is not a this is not a um a podcast for conspiracies, but I think it, I, I feel like it's a reason for all this. Oh but no, like, it is. Gil, it is. Gilroy, 
Gilroy. Um, yeah. So we have the Gilroy Garlic Festival. That's maybe like an hour away from where I am uh, every year. And I haven't seen anything like this before. I actually know um, someone whose son was there. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And, and when they were talking to my friend, it was like, oh, yeah, we, we had just left like 30 minutes before all that stuff happened. Oh, my gosh. That is so scary. But and it's and like, then, how do you how do you prepare for something like that? And do you, well, me and Kim's philosophy is we staying home, we ain't going, we ain't going nowhere. Oh, but I on. mean, you can't do that either. I can't, I can't. I can't not go to work. I got to go to work. That's that's true. That's I can't true. if I stay home and don't go to work. I won't have a home, so I can't not go to work. But I almost don't want to do anything. So, you know, it. so you had that one. And then what's unfortunate is the three that died in that situation were children. Yeah, exactly. All three of them were children. I'm just like, you know what? It's just yeah. horrible. So then that was in your backyard. Then right. you got Dayton, Ohio. Ohio. That, oh, my God. And then it's El Paso, nice. Texas. I just, I can't. I can't. I can't. We don't mean for all of our news to be this, but it is what it is. So then I think that what happened here, you know, this is the young kid. This leads into these adults who are now doing this foolishness, um, you know, shooting up people in places. You have taken parents from children, children from parents. Right. It's just it's just not OK. What? And, and so that leads into what our main topic is, which is about. You know, mental health. Um, we specifically talking about black men with mental health, but then, you know, what are we looking at with the mental health of these people? Right. And when should it right. have been addressed? In my opinion, when they were younger. Like, what was happening with these folks? And again, I do firmly believe that they have whatever issues they have going on, but their president feeds into it and helps helps them decide that they're going to, you know, execute their plans. They might otherwise still been in the mama's basements, but he has brought them out. And it's yeah, just this, not this okay. Is, it's, it's, it's sick. It's sick. And it's not even targeted. Mm-mm. It's just we, I just want to, to kill. Yeah. Now, El, pa- El Paso was, that was targeted. Yeah, that guy, I think he said, he said he went but, in there targeting... Mexicans. Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Um, I, and that's what he said. He he said it. He said, "Yeah, I went ahead to get these Mexicans." But I think, uh, like I said, everything has a deeper rooted issue. And I think that what, although Trump is the the, the symptom, what he has allowed for is for these people who have been in hiding to be in yeah, plain sight. Exactly. That's what it has. That's what has happened. Um, oh, okay. So I don't have to be politically correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so I don't have to be cautious about what I'm doing. Okay, I, I'll just say and do whatever I feel like doing, mm-hmm. and and he's encouraging this this type of behavior. Um, and I had a discussion with Lynn last night at dinner, and I told her I said, with the Democratic with the Democratic Party, they are so hell bent at going at Trump and then going at each other. It's going to take a strong candidate to beat. Trump I don't think that a woman um, and this is the, the 
I don't think that a woman, um, and this might be a bad, uh, 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 some people might say, maybe chauvinistic statement. I don't think so. But I don't think that uh, of the candidates, the Democratic candidates, they're going to have to be strong enough to not only corral the Democratic Party, but they've got to reach across the party lines and be able to take some of his support Mm -hmm. from him. And it's going to take a very strong, a very strong personality, polarizing candidate to do that and from what I've seen from a lot of the female and the male candidates I don't think there's anyone I think the closest person to that might be who what maybe Joe Biden Joe Biden might be and I think that's that's a that's a might you know what I'm saying I I don't know about Bernie Sanders I think Bernie might be I think Bernie and Biden are in the same are in the same boat but they're so busy fighting each other yeah which they need to they really need to have a Hey, a look, Democratic they, candidate meeting. And yeah, be like, just look, look, y'all. Listen, this is what <laughs> we need to strategize. I don't care which one of us in this room win. Right. We just need to win. Right. You know, we got to get this fool up out of here. And I hope that eventually they will come to that. They need to realize that that's what they need. Yeah. To so do. I mean, he's just he's just giving these people the ability and the, and to say so and and the, and the way of just of just getting into it. But I am interested in your conspiracy theory, though, Simba. What, what is it that you... Mm. Y'all not going to have the FBI running in my house. But I did want to say real quick, there's been... What's, what day are we on? We're on the 10th? Yeah, we're on the 10th. There's been one, two... There's been, there's been 15 mass shootings this month. This Already? month. In ten days? Yep. Shoot, in seven days. In one week. Okay, well we we only know about three. What other ones? Uh shoot. That's uh hold on, I pull them up. Virginia, Maryland, Paso, Dayton, two in Chicago, Mississippi, Memphis, Brooklyn, mm. Maryland, Michigan, Missouri. Why haven't we heard about all of them? I heard about the one in Brooklyn. I did hear about the one in Brooklyn. Did you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm from Brooklyn. Well, so. yeah, but what was it? Uh, twelve. I'm sorry, it's just been twelve, twelve. Because some of them um, were just no one died. Nobody died. Injury. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because you was, know, like to be were honest, shootings, but not until people die, it really don't hit the mainstream. Yeah. It, it, it I guess it doesn't have that much shock factor. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it in a vacuum, like it really those those other ones weren't really covered in a grander scope. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. this violence is ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Because the Paso and then the Dayton, it had so many deaths mm. that mm-hmm. it took it took mm-hmm. the it took the forefront. Yeah. That's true. So I mean, you know, you you I don't know, man. I uh, I I've always carried I've always carried my you know my protection for protection. It's never been as an aggressor. Right. Um, and, and and but these people are just aggressive, and I just I, I don't know how you can because I I do in these days and age I need my right to own my firearm. I need that. I need my right right now because I don't ever know what's going to happen. And not only that, but I got young I got young kids. I got a daughter that's in the tenth grade. Every day she goes to school. I and she goes to a predominantly white school in Georgia. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. You know, I pray for her every morning. It's like. I just want I just want my baby to go back come back home to her mom at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? And I, I just don't want her to have to. And I've and I've had talks with her. Hey, listen, if you hear this, this is what I need you to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Listen to I the gotta teacher. be prepared for that. Yeah, you gotta be. We gotta have open conversation about how my kids to 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 do that. Like my son, um, 
my older, my youngest one, uh, the, the, the six-year-old and the four-year-old were having an argument. The four-year-old punched the six-year-old. Six-year-old came crying to me. Uh, so the six-year-old, I'm sorry, the six-year-old hit the four-year-old back. Four-year-old came crying. So I said, you know, I told him, don't put your hands on each other. But if somebody outside of this room put their hands on you, you better put your hands on them. Definitely. You got to defend yourself. I don't care who it is. And if the teacher get, if you get in trouble by the teacher, I'll deal with it. But exactly. if somebody put their hands on you, you put your hands on them. You defend yourself all the time, and you do not back down to no bully, period. And I told the six-year-old and the four-year-old that. And or you just get somebody bigger. Yeah, like, you know, like that mama did. <laughs> just get somebody bigger to right. roll around with them. Exactly. <laughs> Man, listen, shouts out to Simp Boo. <laughs> yes, And girl. that was her name? Simp Boo? Yeah. Oh, she looked like she was about to Simp roll. She, was, she sounded like she was supposed to roll with somebody. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Simp Boo was my girl. Thank you, girl, for Shout saving out. my life. <laughs> Chris Rock said something very poignant one day. He said, uh, don't go to clubs with metal detectors because you might feel safe inside. But what about the niggas outside? Right. Guns to know that you ain't got one. Yep. Because they know you ain't got one. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let's go ahead. We're going to get into this commercial break. That was AEN in the news. Why? And entertainment. And well, entertainment. We didn't do no entertainment. Well, we didn't whatever. Do no entertainment. Uh, because this was important to us and we don't care if it's important to you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> so, we're going to have this commercial uh, brought to you by the Defy Life Podcast Network. Best Medicine Podcast with Simba sparking positive change in the community, having real conversations and therapy. And you know the laughter's the best remedy. Got that heavy dose of humor for your hearts to heal. With mental health, it can't get any more real. Yeah. Best Medicine Podcast. Laugh, love, learn. Best Medicine Podcast. Best Med Pod. It's your man Simba Roar back in this thing thing one more time, bruh. Come get your weekly diagnosis Thursday at midnight. Only on the Defy Life Podcast Network. Check us out, though. That's so cute. <laughs> I don't think he meant for his commercial to be cute, but some of that's cute. <laughs> Thank <I> like you. <laughs> dope commercial, dope commercial. Hey, definitely. Don't, hey, yo, don't speak for me. My commercial cute. <laughs> it, it's so cute. I love the little song. <laughs> but dope, dope, uh, dope show, dope concept. Definitely coming to the Defy Life Podcast Network. Remember, you can catch his first episode on September 5th. So we're going to take a couple minutes right now just to kind of talk about the podcast, man, so we can get the AEN family, get the ladies family uh, behind you for that first week, for that for that push. Go ahead and make sure they click subscribe when they go ahead and listen to that first episode. What you going to say, Lynn? Wait now. Is it the diagnosis of best medicine? I'm so confused. What do you, what do you, are you trying to the search The name it? of the podcast. It's the diagnosis. I knew that. Okay, yeah, okay. All right. I just don't see it. You have our special guest on. That's why I come out on the 5th, Lynn. That's what we say. Oh. It's available on the 5th. I want it now. Okay. Oh, oh, excuse me, Symbol. If you want it now, you can go on Spotify and SoundCloud. Yeah, SoundCloud and Spotify is on I don't know nothing about that. Okay. I'll I'll send you you the link, Send me the link. I'll send you the link so you can listen to it. Okay. <laughs> but Simba, talk to us a little bit about the show, man. Talk to our listeners about the show. So, 
I say I like to say best. I, I call it best man pod, best man podcast because when I said this on the Defy Life podcast is when in in our shows it's about healing. So when we have these conversations, these real conversations, we have that real friend therapy, as I call it. Mm-hmm. We both heal, and then and then the listener also heals. Okay. So we're the best medicine. All right. So I have the show is the diagnosis. So that's the dope concept. So how did you come up with? How did you come up with? First off, how did you how did you come into the realm of saying, "Hey, look, I want to do a podcast." I was tired of people stealing my ideas. Oh, oh. <laughs> I know I mean, the feeling, bro. Man, I'm I'm sitting here thinking stuff, and then two days later, I hear Charlemagne talking about the same thing. I'm like, you know. like Facebook, you Google something, and then head go on Facebook. Yeah. Mm, same thing, bro. Yeah, I, I know so the definition. I had to put put it on uh put it on wax, so it was like y'all know I heard it. I said it. I, right. You got the proof. Now the proof is in the pudding. So. Man, I, it's here. I get the name, I get I get the best man, but um, you could have went a number of different ways with your podcast. What what made you do this, like this particular podcast? So it was, it started off just a friend and I just in his basement, just chopping it up every week. And then we were trying to fi- figure out a name. We were trying to, I, I don't take no credit for the name. This is, it was just all his, his idea for the name. We came up with it and he was like, we was like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. But it was, we, then we started getting guests on the show and it be, and then every week they were like, man, I just feel good. I feel way better now that I came and talked to y'all about this. I've been holding this stuff in. Mm. So it, it, it morphed into more of a, you know, conversation of listening and trying to work out some problems that people have been having. So then everybody that came on was like, yo, I, I love this. I love that I get somebody to just listen and talk to me. Okay. So that's where that, that's where that best medicine, cause we're the best medicine. No, they come not- in and they feel better. The diagnosis is us like, oh, these are, these are these patterns that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. You, how you do we, how like do we get therapist. through them? You sound like you need to go and get that degree in counseling and that license. Yeah, definitely. I'm already. Yeah, I'm already. I've, I've always been that person. Is that what now we're working I need on? Check for it. Yes. Is that what we're working on? Yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> but see, you doing? I I like, and and it's funny that you said stealing ideas, and then now you're talking about how you do it. Kim and I have talked about a more. Um, now we didn't want our podcast to be therapeutic because we do that all day. Okay, you need a break. Um, yeah, although we will give advice, suggestions, kind of help people with some stuff, but we didn't want that to be the basis of our podcast. Right. But we have shot around how to do a more informal um, version of what well what I do day to day. Kim is kind of behind the scenes. I'm the one sitting in front of the people every day. Okay. Whew, sorry. I felt some exhaustion <laughs> when I said that. <laughs> um, I'm the one that's sitting in front of the folks every day, and I do it as my occupation. And we were thinking about a more, um, like, relaxed and, you know, less, I don't know, just rigid way of doing it. Like, not doing it the way that it's done in the corporate world. Right. 
y'all turned it into a podcast. You know, we are thinking about it as a business, and we'll have to talk to you about that later off air. But um, I like your concept. I really like that. And, yeah, I do think you should go get those credentials. Because, you know, you can hang a shingle outside your house. (laughs) <laughs> Once you get the credentials And charge, and charge for it Yeah people come sit on your couch At the house <laughs> But man like You will be recorded You <laughs> will be recorded <laughs> they, will, you, they will need to sign that release To be recorded of But you know what that is a thing Like That's a part of our paperwork Because we can record sessions yeah. Our clients have to sign off on it Of course And it I mean, it's for the reason of that might be a therapist preference so that they don't have to write the entire time. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe you need it for court or whatever, but that is a thing. So. Okay. Well, I just want to say I'm an extreme fan of your show. Um, Love. Yeah, I had it uh, the second that somebody came to me with the idea of bringing you on. I, I, I vetted you first. I had to go ahead and listen to multiple shows and be like, the first. I remember listening to the first show that I heard and I was like, Hey man, listen to the next one. Like, and I became, I became like Netflix like, series. Yeah, the Netflix series. Like, I, I, I became. I, it was like a Netflix series to me. Like, it was a good one. So I, I was in. I was actually in Atlanta, and I, I was driving around, and I just was listening to the, the diagnosis. I caught myself. I listened to. I think it was four episodes up at the time, and I listened to all four of them. And I was like, "Yo, we gotta get this guy." That's um, how you found him? No, no, I didn't listen. Somebody sent me his name. Oh, okay. Jesus, don't I worry. Like, you got me so telling. You can just you can just call people up. No, I mean, yeah, you could just like that. What to call people up? No, I just have to email them first and, <laughs> and get a number. I just can't. I, oh, okay. But uh, you know, once we talked about it, he had to do some thinking, and and I am excited. Me um, too. Because I mean, the show is if you it, listen, once you once you take a listen to this show, it's gonna probably become one of your favorites. I think it's probably gonna be one of the favorite shows, one of one of my favorite shows, definitely. Um, now there was a statement made. A question uh, uh, that was posed to the members of the Defy Life uh, podcast uh, the other day, and they said, "Who was their favorite? Uh, who was their favorite? Um, what's it called? Uh, uh, guest or host of a podcast?" Mm. My name did not come up once. Oh, shame! So let me tell the Defy Life people something. Oh, I am three different personalities on this network. Yes, you are. How am I not the favorite host? Because I got too much of you. Who was that? They're like, this nigga again. Right, right. Here we go again. But but here's the thing. I am three different people on each show. I am three totally different people. Totally. Now, if you hear me on the Defy Life show, I'm really, I'm a whole nother level. A whole hot mess. A whole level of retarded. A whole hot mess. (laughs) But, you know, like, you know, I I felt some type of way about that. Who was that? Then they said, then they asked West Coast. Next, West Coast Jay in the uh, said to tell uh, Simba in the in the battleground who's the who's the opponent that they need to look out for. <laughs> West Coast goes back to all the commercials and said the go all I'm sorry all the questions and says the answer to all the questions is Lynn and Kim. <laughs> yeah. West Coast, yes. Two heads are better than one. That's my boy. <laughs> no. He is my boy. Yeah, I didn't say I'm he mad wasn't. at him. I'm still mad at him that he didn't come to the cookout because he was asleep. 
Because I was ready to meet him. But that's my boy. But anyway, now um, as you can see, Simba, we're a family around here, and um, we are definitely ready to uh, wrap our arms around your show and uh, help it grow as much as possible. And I, I can't tell you how excited I am to have you on uh, the network. So um, we're going to go ahead and get into our topic of the day. And Lynn, we're going to go ahead and have mm-hmm. you bring that in. Mm-mm, not Lynn. Not Lynn. Okay, what is the topic, Lynn? <laughs> Well, we're just going to talk a little bit about mental health and depression in black men and, and black boys. Men, and black men and boys. Okay. Yes. Well, go ahead, Lynn. Mm-mm. I uh, you going to start with you? No? Well, let me... December, did you have anything else to say that you want us to know about your show? Um, It's... So, what I, what I did, it was a cultivation of a year. Mm-hmm. So, for this whole year, I've been just recording. Mm-hmm. Just recording without the knowing that when it's time to to actually put them out that they're gonna make some noise okay so then once i put them out it was crickets oh <laughs> it was crickets <laughs> i'm like yo this is such good content but nobody even knows that i exist oh so when i reached out or when i got reached out to it was like this is perfect because hey y'all love this y'all y'all can help Y'all can help me get this great content out. Yeah. So it's been it's been a beautiful couple of months, man. Okay. I, you know, I've been putting in the groundwork to be able to be in this position. It's like you, I worked, I worked so hard this year to now be here. Like I'm almost about to shed a tear, y'all. Oh. <laughs> I know how you feel, Kim and I. We will celebrate our one year in October, and okay. it has just been a ride. And we kind of. We were born kind of like you, just she and I talk on the phone 17 times a day, and we yep. talk about anything, everything, and nothing. And we kept saying, somebody's got to hear this stuff, because like we would make these points, and we'd have these laughs, and all of this, and it's just like, don't nobody hear this but me and you. Yeah. So, you, Yusuf started doing his podcast long before that, he started with Staley in English. And then it just, the fire life just kind of fell in our lap. I didn't even know he was doing it. Like, I didn't even know what he, the fire life was. I didn't know he was doing it. And then one day, he goes to Kim to try to get her to co-host something with him. And I was like, uh, excuse you. No. You circumvented you. Huh? Right. If Kim going to have a podcast, it's going to be with me, not you. It's what are we doing? <laughs> so anyway, that's how we were born. And um, just kind of wanting people to, to hear this this foolery. And like I said, I'm talking to people about serious stuff all day, every day. All day. You this is it. lighthearted. And I have even shared it with some of my clients. And I'll be like, no judgment. Don't judge me. <laughs> yeah. This is a different me now. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but it is, it's a lot of fun. And we are extremely excited to have you. Thank you. Thank welcome, you. Yeah, welcome. I, I want to I stress. It's like, I'm, I don't. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just really just <laughs> share what my heart is. The two pillars of my show is honesty and vulnerability. Okay. So if you're, coming, you're coming to me with whatever you've been going through. All I could do is be compassionate and have mm-hmm. empathy about it, and then try to talk you through it. Right. I, I'm nowhere. I'm no way, shape, or form. You know, and responsible for anything that you do after we talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make sure you put that disclaimer out there now. Yes, exactly. I am not a licensed therapist. I'm right. Just, I'm just your friend that wants the best for you. Exactly. So exactly. we have we have great laughs on the show. We have deep insight on the show. 
like I said, 60% of my friends are, are artists, so they come on there, do whether it's a spoken word. I had a comic book, uh, create a black comic book creator. I have dancers. I have, uh, you know, singers. I have uh, community activists. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have so many people that have wanted to share. And That's yeah, so I'm, awesome. I'm done recording my first season. I'm now about to get into recording my second season. Gay day. We'll see. So y'all have a lot of content on the Defy Life. <clears throat> Gay day. Yeah, the man, man be working, man. That's awesome. It, but it, you it, know what? The the hard part with like our show with AEN is that we have to record every week because it's based on what's going on every week. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's so aggravating. We have talked <laughs> about recording shows ahead, but we're just not sure how to make that work. Yeah, so. it's the content. You got to mm-hmm. make the current. Yeah, our content has a state crime. I mean, what else would you do on a Saturday but exactly. defy life? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You got to be out here defying life, man. All the time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you right. Well, thank you, Simba. Yeah, thanks for well, joining the Podcast well. Network. We appreciate you. Okay. So, in all of this helping that you're doing out here and working with these middle school boys, have you come across folk like black boys that are exhibiting symptoms of depression or what you might think are symptoms of depression okay a hundred percent okay why do we think uh, my question is why do we think that it is uh in the article that we shared the article is uh on um uh, psychologybenefits.org uh, name of the article is depression in black boys begins earlier than you think it's a suicide risk for black boys between the ages of 5 and 11 mm-hmm. is 2 to 3 times higher than that of white boys that's nuts like and that, w- that was a study done in 2018 um, uh, this concerning trend continues t- uh, through adolescence as reported by nationwide youth risk behavior survey the rates of attempted suicide including attempts that resulted in an injury poisoning or overdose are 1.2 times higher among black males compared to white males like what do we think uh, that's attributed to because i have some ideas but what, what about you simba what do you think as as a black male we are stuck in the hood our whole lives mm-hmm. and in that in those hoods we see a lot of stuff that we're privy to a lot of stuff we shouldn't see as children now, for me, it was different because I necessarily didn't wasn't in the streets. But for me, what my mental health or uh, uh, struggles came from losing my mother at such a young age. Mm-hmm. So I was I was six, six, seven years old when I lost my mother to oh, uh, sickle cell anemia. OK, I'm so, so sorry to hear that. In third grade, I'm seeing a therapist yeah. to just, you know, get me through because my grandma I was raised by my grandmother and. She put me in the therapist at my school and, you know, just talking it out. Just And at that age, I didn't know. I didn't know what depression was. And that's another reason. We don't know. We just feel we just feel away. Mm-hmm. Right. So for her to tell me at such a young age, oh, you you have depression, you might have depression. That scared me. Mm-hmm. So to a point where I didn't want to keep going to her because now I don't want to have something wrong with me. Right. Now, I will say, to kind of piggyback on that, um, I'm going to reference two uh, people here. Uh, one is the uh, one great scholar, C.L. Butler, from the Relationship <laughs> Status Podcast. He says, yeah. he says uh, black men need hugs, too. 
and Thanks. and I remember on your podcast, uh, you speaking with a, a lady, and she was like, um, "Black men uh, have feelings, and and they need they need to be have it, those feelings addressed, and um, need to be seen." And I think that um, black men, I think that the black boys are at a point, or young black men, adolescent black men, they're kind of told they can't cry, they can't open up about their feelings they have to be tough for some of them they are the man of the house so they don't have time for feelings they are the ones that have to maybe get an extra job to help mom out or they're the ones that have to take care of their younger siblings and they're only 14 and they and they you know mom is bouncing from man to man the only consistency she has in her life is that son and so that's a lot of pressure for that young man who has to be strong for her so he can't speak. So that's why I think a lot of these numbers are the way they are because, um, and I hate to say it, but uh, a, a lot of us don't stick around for family. Right. And uh, and I hate to say, I praise those that do, but there's a, there's, a, there's a portion of us out there that don't stick around for family and we leave our young black men, our sons, to have to fill the fatherly role and the husband role like you know how much pressure that is for a kid to be i gotta be my mom's husband and my and a father to my younger siblings like that is a huge huge deal especially when the mom is putting it on them like and and the moms the moms need the help and they don't know any other way to to achieve that right but you you have to be a father before you even know how to be a man right Exactly. We're not nurtured. We don't. We don't. We're not nurtured. We just have to grow up, right? And with, and it's almost like we're we're thrown. I I, I like to use this analogy. Um, my dad said when he got drafted um, to go fight in Vietnam, there was like no basic training. There was no AIT. They was like, "Yo, here, here's what you're doing. Go fight. <laughs> go do it." And they literally, they said he said they would drop him from a helicopter with a dog and a gun in the jungle and he had to stay there for a week by himself making sure that it was safe for the troops to come and land so that's pretty much that's that's what i equate what they're doing what what we do to our adolescent young to our young men in our society that we live in when when, that's why i became a teacher because I or educator because I wouldn't say just teacher because there are people that impact these students that are not certified teachers. That's me. People like yourself, you know what I'm saying? The bus drivers that ride that drive the bus that the kid feels they can confide in. The coaches that may work at the YMCA down the street, but they coach them at the school. Um, the yeah. guidance counselors, the 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 cafeteria workers that they feel they can latch on to. The janitor, the janitor yes. down the down down the hall who always seems <clears throat> to be somebody that they can listen to. The issue is, I think what happens is all of these people are put in place, but there's only a few that take advantage of these uh, of these people because they're told whatever happens at home stays at home right you know or you know you can't be vulnerable because we're not supposed to be vulnerable we right. you know like we're living in a very racist world nowadays like we're living in a tough world so yeah, and that's the point i was getting ready to make by it. me by me opening up about my feelings i feel as though i'm showing weakness yeah. the other dynamic is the racial part of it that when you're a black boy growing up in society you're being taught that you have to do things differently than everybody else you right. have to be smarter you have to be stronger you yep. have to <laughs> perform better in school like you got to do two times the work of the white kids and in the other races mm-hmm. because 
if you slip just a little bit, just like this thing says, then you caught you're caught up in the school to prison pipeline. You're like exactly. you don't. There's no margin for error. Well, I, th- I think you're like one foot in and one foot out. And that causes a level of confusion for kids because because yeah. and but, pressure. But not only that, I got pressure of. So now we're not only talking about pressure at home, right? We got pressure at, at school. school, and then between school and home, it's gangs, it's girls, mm-hmm. it's all of this other stuff. Yep. And I am just this little black boy that all I want to do is maybe play a video play. game. Yep. All I want to do is play. Yep. You know what I'm saying? All I want to do is grow up. All I want to do is a chance to be a kid. And they are thrust into adulthood so friggin' quickly that they, hell, I'm 40 and can't deal with half the stuff, half the shit I got to deal with now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like, it's it's tough. Mm -hmm. Black boys aren't allowed to fail. Right. Oh, no. They can't fail? There's no margin for error. So, I I mean, but that's the thing. How, how, because the failure is going to equate to... I have made it a point. I, there was something that my grandma used to tell me and, and my parents, and I heard. I hear a lot of parents and 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 and, uh, and uh, community members say this. You know, you're you already got two strikes against you. You're yep. a male, male and you're black. And black. Yep. I refuse to say that to my kids, and I'm going to tell you why. And it's 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 because I don't want them to have the feeling of I'm already down two. Right. Right. They should be self-motivated. They should wake up every morning and I'm going to get this because I this know. is what I do. Right, because I can. Because I, I can. I am who I am. Because I am who I am. When my kids leave the house when I, every single day, and my son, if I call him in here right now and say, hey, be a what? He'll finish the sentence, leader. Every exactly. single day. Every day. I tell him, be a leader. Be a, and he finishes it with leader. And he knows that I will hold him accountable if he is not a leader. If you got in trouble for following somebody else up BS, you're in trouble for that because you're supposed to be a leader. Not because you're black, not because you're male, not because you because got all these strikes against you. Because you are a mirror. And yeah. because you are a mirror, you got to go get it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I think that that's that's me. I know people disagree with that, but I think that if 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 we would stop heaping on them mm-hmm. all of these things, the they have a chance. You might get better results if you don't. Our young men don't get a chance to be kids, right? They don't get a chance to be kids, man. And I'm guilty. I used to tell CJ that. And and I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. I just think that that's what had to be said sometimes to get motivation out of people. But I think that we have to teach our kids to be self-motivated. We have yeah. to teach our young black boys to be self-motivated. Um, and a lot of it is um, it's generational. So like uh-huh. you said, you would, you would teach, uh, you would teach uh, your son, you would say those things to your son. And it's mm-hmm. like a lot of it, our, our mothers and our grandmothers have instilled in us like oh, you, you can't, you know, you don't need to be in that night air. Like certain things <laughs> like right. what if I work? nights i can't you know like it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a fear factor yes and like i would i would say like i did an episode uh called godfidence and mm. we were talking about it had just happened right after nipsey hustle passed or, mm-hmm. or he got murdered we'll right. say that he didn't pass yeah. he got murdered correct um and i was like for that whole week and a half i would i was afraid to even leave the house mm-hmm. whenever i was out i was i was extra vigilant and looking around i was paranoid i was like man like i between between my own people and between the police i don't feel safe nowhere right no but in the house. but but here's the thing i i, I tell my basketball players I, I tell them they got to come together and, and the reason why i said 
if 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 we because I equate it to we at war, right? Okay, yeah. So we if we at war, the enemy's on that side, right? They got guns. Guess exactly. what we got? We got guns. I can't function correctly if I got to worry about them with their guns and you with your gun. Right. Aiming at me. <laughs> Aiming at me. Like, how the hell I'm a function in this foxhole? Right. And that's what we putting these young black men in. We we are arming them with protection, but they have to fight so friggin' much. Yeah. And the majority of it is coming from us telling them what they can't do, what they can't be. You can't open up about that's your feelings. True. You can't cry. You don't be be tough. Don't talk about what goes on at home. You know how many of them kids don't eat until they come to school? Right. Facts. You're exactly right. And their parents tell them, don't talk to nobody. Don't take nothing from nobody. Don't ask nobody for help. Mm-hmm. You're, now, you're, not no bad, you're not no charity case. Yeah, you're not right. no charity case. Well, motherfucker, yes, you are. Motherfucker, <laughs> yes, you are. You are. You are that. You need all of the help. Ask you need, for help. We're not allowed to ask for help either. We're not allowed to ask for help. Now, here's the thing. I, told, I tell my son, and the only reason I tell my, my kids this is because they shouldn't have to ask for it. They should be asking me for it because we're we're fine. Right. I said, don't ask nobody out in the street for no money. Don't ask them for their snacks. Don't ask them for nothing. You you want something, you ask me. Like, do that. Until Now, as he gets older, we will start to teach him the, hey, ask. You know, he, we tell him stuff, ask for help with certain things. But as far as asking for money, stuff like that, like, we're not hard up. But if we were in a bad off situation, I would not have a problem with my son asking for help. Right. right. I don't want him to go hungry for the whole day because I can't afford to feed him. That's facts. I don't want him going. I don't want him doing that. I don't want him missing out on stuff because we can't afford to do it. Mm-hmm. If you need help, ask for the friggin' help. Teach your kids to ask for the help that's needed. Right. Not wanted, because there's a difference in the two. And I think sometimes people ask for help because that's what they want to. They for some stuff they want to do. Right. Like if if there's a homeless person on the side of the road, and I say, "Hey, bro, I come get, take you to get something to eat." You're like, now nah, you can just give me the money. No, I can take you and get something to eat. No, yeah, you gonna get this food. You gonna get this grub. You get this food, and that's coming from somebody who has been homeless before. So I understand. I understand what they're going through on a day to day basis because I wasn't homeless, like living with other people. I was almost like sleeping on a damn street. Yeah, and so I understand a lot of this stuff that they go through. But I do understand that if somebody told me, "Hey, I'll take you get something to eat," guess what I did? Thank you. Take me to get some of this grub. These young black boys are not allowed to show any vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And they're not allowed to fail, and that is way too much pressure. And shoot, it, it, man, if that is heaped upon a, a child, and all they see is their only way out because they can't see the future, my only way out is to be out. Let me just get out of this world. Yep, that's real. It's not it's nothing for me here. The, another reason is because they're not diagnosed. They're mm-hmm. seen as angry or yes. they're easily frustrated. Like I have, um, I have a, every week I have a list of uh, of my kids and. Certain things are, you know, are put into the boxes. One of the kids is easily frustrated. No, his 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 mom just died, and he's depressed. Right, like he's easily frustrated because there's something in his life that is affecting him. Correct. He's not just angry. Mm-hmm. They're very quick to to give labels of like behavioral labels. Oh yeah, they get B mods all the time. Yeah, ang- anger and frustration and bad temper you know that kind of but nobody ever digs into what is going on well but then that goes back and to, they get the adhd diagnosis and the right. intermittent explosive disorder instead of depression yeah but i and think they're drugging up they drugging up little kids and now their brain chemistry is off 
So by the time he's 18, 20 years old, his brain chemistry is all 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 screwed up. Yeah. Wonder why he acts like that. And you come back to it, but that comes to that comes back to us what we talked about in the beginning of the of the show with me going to the doctor. That comes back to us being saying, "Hey, look, something's wrong with my son." Exactly. I need to take him mm-hmm. to see if something's wrong. Right. But then again, I got to be paying attention to my child right. first. And I got to go in there and tell the truth. Tell the truth. I got to tell the truth. I got to tell, man, listen, you know, <laughs> that's the biggest thing. People don't want to, people don't oh, want to live in their I own. I can't tell you how many times a parent come throw a child in my office and be like, yeah, he bad. You're right. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I done been in staff meetings and I done went off. Like I kept hearing, man, this kid, he's just bad. He's just bad. I said, how you going to say a kid bad? Right. I tell me no such thing as a bad kid. He's right. a kid. He ain't him, him or her. They're kids. They're they're If you could tell me you the same person you was ten years ago, and you the same person you was ten years before that, you could tell me you the same person you was yesterday. I'll call right. you a damn liar right. to your face. Experiences grow you exactly. And so these kids are going through these experiences, but they're going down the wrong route of these experiences because they're set, they're told all these things that apply this pressure to them, so they can't release the pressure. And what happens to things when pressure is piled up? It explodes. It so it's yeah. only a matter of time before they explode. Yeah. They and told me about one of the kids in my group and they were like, oh yeah, he's such a troublemaker. He always gets in the fight and he has such a terrible attitude. And, and just like how y'all said, uh, little shortcuts that was, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that respected y'all. He was the same way. He was a little, little guy. But <laughs> when he saw me, he loved me. He, mm-hmm. he he respects me. He I don't have no issues with him other than you know like listen. But that's a little he a little kid. He's not gonna listen. Right. But you want to know the, the crazy was, part about that Simba is that adults adults talk so bad about the children that they can't yes. handle. Yes. Man, what's trying to understand them? They, and if you all a kid wants for all the professionals out there, teachers and everybody else who can't understand it, let me say it. I'm gonna say it simply. All they want you to do is listen to mm-hmm. them. Listen. Not placate them, not have them talk, and you do some other shit. Listen. Just listen to them. That's all. They, that's so all. Right. The, they want to be loved, and they want you to listen to them. And that's why it's that's why teachers have so much power that they do not. A lot of them do not understand that they have. If you just love your students, the ones that do not get that love at home are usually the ones that have those behavior issues. And you show that love on them, and you damn, and, and you, you like people call me, you know, the students call me the most difficult teacher to pass in school. Right. Because I put expectations on you. I believe each one of exactly. you can do what I'm putting forth. And if you do not put 100%, and I grade you on your effort, not where yeah. you are or where you finish. So they know one thing about coaching. Coaching is care. He gives a damn about you. Because if he exactly. didn't, I'll sit at the back of the classroom, give you some worksheets on your computer, and call it a damn day. Exactly. That's why I like being in the position I'm in. Um, uh, I don't necessarily know if I want to teach because the the role that I'm in, I'm able to affect them right. and have a personal co- uh, relationship with them. Yeah. yeah, and as a teacher, you'd be more restricted. Well, exactly. I, and every day, every day, I ask my children. I say, "Hey, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Not how are you doing? What's going on? How are you, how are you feeling? feeling? Because I want to know because." Whatever you you answer that question as, that's how I'm going to treat you today. Mm-hmm. If you come and tell me, because I, I coach basketball, so it was like, Coach, uh, you know, I haven't eaten today. I'm not going to make you <coughs> run the card. Right. 
because you off an empty stomach. Or I'll mm-hmm. find some food for you to eat. Like, all right, go, go take a minute, go eat that food, and then yeah. come back. Yeah. Give me give me seventy five percent. Give me fifty percent. Right. Give me whatever you got. Whatever you got in yeah. there. Give me what you got. And and we can make it work. And I I just think that um it's a fixable issue in society. It is fixable. Yeah. But it starts um with, you know, being impeccable, man. It gotta start at home. It starts at home with the parents taking the time out to understand their uh their kids, man, and just pay attention to your kids. Because yeah. the kids will tell you whatever it is you need to know. Pay attention to them. Um, my daughter, she's in the tenth grade. She said, um, "I restricted her from using Snapchat because I done, I done seen what my students do with Snapchat. So I restricted her from using Snapchat." And smart uh, pops. huh? You a smart pops? Hey, listen, I got the fa- I got the Verizon family thing, so I locked the damn the, the apps on it. And I was like, "Yeah, no, ain't no access on your phone, homie." But uh, she called me and. She said, hey, dad, I want to get Snapchat. I'm in the 10th grade. I'm 15. And, you know, you know, I'm not going to do anything wrong with it. I said, OK, here's the rules I need to have. Whenever you make your account, I need to have I need to have your account thing and I need to have access to your account. Not to say I will check because I want her to know that she's that I trust her. But I watched a movie a, a little while back about the guy who lost his daughter, got kidnapped or whatever. And yeah, he, couldn't, yeah. he, he used the computer to kind of find her or whatever. And realized how much he did not know about his daughter because he didn't know any of her passwords to any of her stuff or none of that. And we live in a world where, no, I don't have to. I don't have to watch you do what you do. I could trust that that me and your mom are doing the best job that we can do. But I do need to know if something goes down, how that I could reach you, how I can get to you. And I just put that trust in her and and talked with her about and eventually I, I let her have it. Uh, actually, I unlocked it last night. <laughs> she was, oh, thank you, Daddy. I was like, because that's what the kids use now. I, I can't be mad at it, but you know, I just wanted her to be responsible. I wanted her to know what it's like to be without. Yeah. So that when she gets it, it's an appreciation, and that she doesn't want to lose it, so she won't do nothing. And my daughter makes good decisions, so I can't be upset with her. Now so, I work with the middle school now. Yo, listen. Mm. Hey, hey. That Snapchat is a beast, man. Yo, yo listen, the Snapchat is a beast. Well, I don't see no because you and your grown ass is on Snapchat. Well, I am on Snapchat, <laughs> but the kids, no, I'm talking about like they could do, like they be having girls doing strip shows. Come on, be- so look because so look, it disappears. One thing, one thing is, one thing is, they'll give you a Snapchat and create and another have, one. Have a private. They got a private one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they got a private one where their parents never know. They tell me all the time. Yeah, my my parents don't see this private one. They just oh. have my other one. And I oh. never log on to that one. Let's see, um. no, but his but here's the thing though. See, those parents don't got that Verizon family. <laughs> I could cut ah. that, I could cut that Snapchat off. <laughs> <laughs> she she my Snapchat not working. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Something fishy going on. You gave me this account and you ain't post in two weeks, but right. you wanted Snapchat so bad. Right. See, you gotta you gotta look at them clues. Yeah, yeah. No, I ain't stupid. Oh, so sorry for the microphone noise. No, you you got the moving <laughs> stuff and, and and now it's acting crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna tell CL you broke it yesterday. I'm gonna tell CL you broke it tomorrow too. Watch. Oh really? Yep. I'm gonna say hey, Lynn broke your mic. 
Lynn, I want to I hear what you have to say about the about this whole this whole black boys and depression. Yeah, Lynn, you've been quiet. This is your show, and you've been quiet. Because y'all, y'all the black, y'all the black right boys. Yeah, we, yeah, man, the men came and took over AEN. That's all I'm saying. Is that what it is? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, right. This is my day off. I'm chilling. <laughs> well, go ahead. I, I worked on my birthday. Anything, everything, and nothing with Yoshi Simba. Exactly. <laughs> everything and nothing with Yoshi Simba. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great title. <laughs> Put our faces in the on the right. <laughs> Y'all can have it. I worked on my birthday, so I deserve to have the day off. Whatever. <laughs> well, I, the, the what you want? What you want me to say? Oh wait, let me get my um microphone talk, fixed. Talk, talk, Hold on. Just talk. Just talk. Oh, he said, just talk. Just talk. Okay, so I don't. Oddly enough, <laughs> in what I do, I have not gotten and. And I guess it's because of what we're saying. I've not gotten any young black boys in with depression. Mm. Or old, for that matter. Wow. I have one black man that I'm seeing that admits that he is depressed. Mm. You, you live in a happy city, then. <laughs> Apparently. Or just no black people. Or no black people. No, they there. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. They not coming. Like, not a women. I'm flooded with women. Of but... Course. The men still aren't there yet. Now, if we can get as many men in about some some mental health issues as they getting in the chair to get pedicures, we'd be all right. That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, no, funny. Them, them thug boys out there getting them pedicures. Going to therapy. Uh, right. That is funny. Yes, more are going to get pedicures than they are to, are getting therapy. I promise you. Well, that's that's self care. So that's that's it the is. first part. Yeah, yeah. We're feeling good about ourselves. That's some that physical, one. you know. And and I am glad, although the one sitting next to me still claims he wouldn't do it, and I don't know why. That's a real one right there. Whatever. Don't encourage him. Because I'm a man, goddamn. You better not put your feet in the water, man. <laughs> what the so hell? You, so you can't get your toenails clipped. I clip my toenails at the house. Like you don't, know, but I bet you don't do it right. I don't do it right. Okay, I take the clipper. I clip. The toenail comes off. It's a professional way to do it. Whatever. <laughs> Get your toes worked on. But um, you know, so I don't, I don't come, I don't come in contact with it. But I agree with what both of you guys said about why, and how, and why it happens as early as it does. You know, I'm thankful to your grandmother Simba for what she did for you making sure that you went to therapy but how many out there whose moms died when they were seven years old that didn't go right and then they got in trouble in school and now they probably in jail and don't nobody know until way long after the fact oh that boy mama died when he was seven right you know when they getting out of jail (laughs) so it i do believe that it's the pressure that our black boys experience to just breathe to be able to breathe air in this society right and i think that we need to do something about it 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 needs to be a conversation among all entities in in my um meetings that i have at work being the only black therapist in my office mind you um i need to talk to my counterparts about it like we need to discuss these situations and these issues and be prepared for black boys to come to us whether they come or not there it needs to be a conversation in because in this article it says what can we do to reduce depression related health disparities in boys and men of color well 
basically what it's saying is there needs to be a conversation. Teachers need to take continuing education courses on cultural bias and depression. Yes, they do. Definitely need to do it every single year. That needs to be a requirement. Is it, Mr. English? Do y'all take cultural bias? No, it's not a required. It's not required. Mm. Um, clinicians, that would be me. <laughs> You're saying it like it's his fault, right? <laughs> yeah, she she mm. threw me under the bus. Mm. Like, mm. Mm. I'm gonna need you to do something about that. <laughs> you got a black principal. I'm gonna need y'all to get it. Yeah. Hey, listen, Mr. Lewis is doing all he can. I mean to shout him out, but. Do some more. Okay. So it says clinicians, that's me, need to stay up to date on best practices and working with racial ethnic minority boys and men to make sure that they're not missing the signs of mental illness. Well, I'm having to re-up CEUs right now. I have not come across any training that says that it's a, a racial ethnic minority boys, blah, blah, blah. I ain't seen nothing like that. Mm. Now, mind you, I guess I could head up something like that. Maybe that's the opportunity for me to do it. But the you point is, it's not out there. You know, so we, is there no is there no like uh, outreach something that where we can you know just get young boys, even though they may not know or they might not want to enroll? Is there somewhere we can? It's like, hey, just this is a boy circle, or you know, this is a young man's group or something Pro- well not for me necessarily okay. because i work for a hospital and okay the primary focus of our work is providing employee assistance okay. to the the employees of the hospital we do see people in the community but we're not you know it's not the kind of thing where we can kind of go out there and solicit like we kind of okay. got to stay stuck to the hospital <laughs> right you you you're uh just referrals. Right. Exactly. Just okay. based on referrals. And that's really it. Um, Yusuf, on the other hand, is uh, has some leeway with that and is actually working towards something with starting a mentoring program. That's beautiful. So, you need it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But, I mean, you know, once I'm able to step out there and do this thing the way that I want to do it, I will be able to do something like that. Right. So it's just a matter of getting out there, but it's definitely, you know, it starts with people like us, with what you're doing, with what Yusuf is doing in my profession. It starts with people like us. We, if it's not going to be done at home, then when we see it, we need to do something about it. Yeah. And I'm the, I'm the only child. So when my, when my, when my mother passed, it was just me. Yeah. So I always need, I needed me. (laughs) You know, mm-hmm. when I was that age, yes. I needed someone like me to, you know, look after me to just, you know, hang out with me and talk to me. Right. Did you have someone? Did you have it? No. No. And that's why I'm in these positions now that I can I'm able to do it. I'm able to I have a little mm-hmm. bit of money. I could I could take the little, you know, the young man out to the to the movie, go hang out with him, just make sure that he's good. Oh, Wow. So you didn't come across any coaches, teachers, or anything? Just grandma. I didn't have a I didn't have a male teacher until ninth grade. Wow. I didn't have a male black teacher until eleventh grade. Oh wow. Yeah, we don't really exist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. Very few and far between. Yeah. Very few. So we <laughs> but, need to do something about that too. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I I think that I I I got my certification so that I could get in so I could work from the inside out. Um, because I knew it was tough to get a classified position. Um, 
but I'm, I, I also got my certification in an area where I knew I could always have a job. I'm a mm-hmm. black man who teaches English. Mm-hmm. At right. the end of the day, <laughs> I'm not unless unless I mess with a student or I mess with the money. I'm gonna keep my job. Right. So <laughs> they can't afford to pull, to pull me off the quarter. Um, but at the end of the day, and then on top of that, man, I, I just like the fact like that's the reason why I always wear a certain tie shirt, a suit and tie to work every day is because I want I want those young men to see me. In that particular sense, in that in that outlook, where they go, when they see me dressed down, they go, "Oh man, Coach, no shirt and tie today." But yeah. the, you know, I, I want them to see that it is achievable. It is something that you can do. You can get dressed every day in business attire and come in and and impart knowledge onto young men and change. You can go ahead and change. You can go ahead and change the world if you one student at a time. And that's how I take it. So, <clears throat> um, I love what I do. Um, it is it is a lot of bureaucracy and stuff that I got that I have to do to could remain in the classroom, but I, I don't think I'd rather be doing anything else. That's that's how much I love what I do. So um I think we're gonna go ahead real quick. That was a very, 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 very great conversation. I think we got real deep there. Mm-hmm. I think we got real deep. We're gonna go ahead and bust another commercial out and uh we'll be right back after these messages from the Define Life Podcast Network. Are you starving for comics? Do you covet the classics or the newest copies of our favorite comics? Ooh, that all-star Superman, Watchmen, and remember the Sandman? Heroes and Dragons can remedy that. They've been around for more than 30 years with the homegrown family atmosphere. Who's doing it like that? Marvel, DC, collectibles, toys, it doesn't matter. They have what you want. Go see them. Ask for York. Heroes and Dragons, located at 1807 Bush River Road, Columbia, South Carolina. Tell them to find life sent you. And we are back. Make sure you go ahead and visit uh, Heroes and Dragons over there. Um, Dope place to get you some great comic books, but we're going to go ahead and get to the last segment of the show. All right. Lighten up the mood a little bit. Lighten up the mood. We got a little deep. Got a little deep. Got a little deep there. Um, But uh, go ahead and uh, let's lighten up the mood with a little bit of this ain't got nothing to do with nothing. This this, this, this ain't got nothing to do with nothing. This this, this ain't got nothing to do with nothing. I love it. Nah, so cute. Nah, Simba, in case you didn't know, those are our our kids on that. It's so cute. And... uh, uh, but anyway, but this Simba, Simba, I'm gonna need you to bring it back on this side of the line, okay? <laughs> Simba, come and stay over here with me. Simba love the kids. Simba love the kids. But we're gonna um, what this segment is basically is um, it's just random ass thoughts that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. So yeah. We're gonna start right. we start with Lynn. Lynn, what is your And I'll just tell you real quick, some of this came from literally Kim and I calling each other, sis, this ain't got nothing to do with nothing. But right. such and such 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 I mean I literally phone calls. Some of those seventeen phone calls were literally that. And that would be what we say, so we turned it into a segment and Okay. Yeah. So what's So your... this ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Okay. Y'all, okay. Uh, clearly I was sleepy this morning. <laughs> um, because when you left I went back to sleep. And y'all ever had the thing, experience the thing when you sleep and you're trying to wake up and you can't? <laughs> yeah. 
So you start blinking hella tough. And you're like, yes. No, I, I know I'm trying to wake up, but I can't do it. But no, I felt myself trying to open my eyes and I couldn't. My eyes were like they were glued shut. <laughs> I could not open my eyes. And I don't know if the kids came in the room or not or if I was dreaming. But, you know, the, the, the country people say that's the hag on your back. Y'all know about uh, that? I never. Simba, you know about that? I, I can I can infer. The witch riding your back or the hag <laughs> on your back. Uh-huh. That's what they say that is. That is literally this spiritual being holding you down. Mm-hmm. And you get, but I experienced that today and it was crazy because there were times where I thought I opened my eyes, but then I realized later that I think I was dreaming. No, oh, okay. But I was really trying to open my eyes and I couldn't. And it was very <laughs> scary. And I was trying to talk and I couldn't talk. <laughs> you was doing, you just had a lot going on this morning. I really did. And I was just like, what is going on? But that happens when you're really tired. Yeah. Well, you you must have been tired. Edison came in there and woke, woke you up oh, in the middle of the night. Yeah, we and, had the whole middle of the night thing going and on. And that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Uh, what 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 you got there, Simba? Oh my gosh, you I gotta got, follow that. Yeah, you gotta follow that. You gotta stay. You gotta say this. You gotta got start with this. Ain't got nothing to do with nothing. This Anything. ain't got nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> but I'm gonna need y'all to listen to uh, the best med pod diagnosis on. But that's well, that's what you do. That's how that's I how you're supposed right. to do it. That's how you're supposed to do it. That ain't got nothing to do with nothing. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right. Right. <laughs> Simba, that's all you got? Yeah. That's all, all got, man. That's all he got. Oh. oh. But Go I got another one. Go ahead. This, this ain't this ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Although I think it does have something to do with something, and I'm going to figure it out. Uh-oh. People, Simba, listen. Yes. I, for the fourth birthday in a row. Oh, God. I have broken a shoe on my birthday. Oh, you been turned. No, this was before turned. Your ankles was turned. Your yeah. ankles was turned. Simba, listen. No, 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 no. I need you to follow me. I need you to follow me. Okay? Where are we going? The first year, follow me. We ain't going to, we wobbling. We wobbling, we wobbling down these four years. Okay. The first year, I went to, I was in New York, and I went to the 21 Club for my birthday. Mm-mm. Me and Yusuf, 21 Club, where I almost fell asleep in the restaurant. I don't know, but anyway. <laughs> when we left, my shoe bust. Just, you know, cute little stiletto shoes. I'm stepping. And all yeah. of a sudden, <laughs> there was no shoe on the left side. So I'm hobbling to the car. You know, we in New York. It probably ain't no short walk. I don't remember, but it probably wasn't a short walk to the car. So that was a hot mess. So I was like, oh, bust this shoe, whatever. Okay, second year, I was at work. So I was not turned at work at the alcohol and drug abuse place. <laughs> so there was no turnt going on. So you I was say. <laughs> I didn't need it to be because I, I was at work on my birthday and I never do that. But old heifers wouldn't work for me. But anyway, we'll talk about that another day. Um, I had on some flat, regular sandals. Sandal broke while I was at work on my birthday. Last year, I went to eat with the girls just like I did this year. I'm walking through the parking lot and all of a sudden, my shoes start flapping another cute stiletto heel. And the damn whole bottom of the shoe came off. <laughs> and I was just like, what is going on? This is the third year in a row. So this year, I get my shoes ready. I call them my little hooker shoes. It's another cute stiletto heel. I'm tugging and pulling on every little piece of the shoe. 
before I put it on, like we ain't gonna have no shoe accidents this year. <laughs> I get the shoes on, I step on to my little dinner, I'm cute, I'm standing up, I don't know, saying something to the people, and I look down and the goddamn shoe was popped. I d I don't understand. <laughs> Can I give you a diagnosis? Yeah, please. Just wear just wear socks. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> just wear socks. Just, just put on socks. That's that's it. That, that's, well, I did say to, put on to some the house slippers. Right. I did say that next year on my birthday we're going to the beach. <laughs> we just won't wear no shoes. <laughs> just no shoes. We just, just no just, shoes. I don't understand. Anyway, that ain't had nothing to do with nothing, nah. but it is plaguing me. I, I am having an issue with this. Yeah, I feel so because uh, uh, every year has been on my birthday. Yeah. I have we'll see. We'll see about next year. We'll okay. see what happens next year. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, what you got, Yosh? Okay. Well, this ain't got nothing to do with nothing, but the champagne account is depleted. What does that mean? What is the champagne account? Okay, I believe everybody should have a champagne account. Mm -hmm. Um, and the champagne account is just money. That you just put to the side to do just extra stuff. So whatever your vice is, my vice is a little bit of drinking. So you know, Thursday. You know, I like I like my I like my Hennessy. You know, it's straight up. I don't want nothing in it. So that's my champagne. So I got a little put the little money to the side to buy a bottle every now and then. Went ahead and had to buy a new car. <laughs> so the champagne account has been depleted. <laughs> Oh Lord, Peter. Good. And it is empty. Yeah, the, the 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 bar is empty. I got a bar in the studio, and the bar has no bottles on it. None. Oh, poor baby. Yeah, poor baby. Wine glasses, no wine on the rack. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. The, the flag got three flasks over there. Ain't nothing in there. One of them. I'm I checked, okay with it. I checked last night. I'm okay with it. Now a parent did. A parent did hook me up. Said, well, for all the help you did with my son, I'm gonna bring you a gift. And she brought me a fifth of that hen dog. Oh, Lord. She looked out for your boy with the lack of a champagne account. So, shouts out to you. You know who you are. She does listen to the show. So My show? Yeah, yeah. she listens to anything, everything, and nothing. Oh, get it. You know, hey, girl, hey. Yeah, we ain't gonna put a name out there like that because the other parents don't know she done brought me a bottle of hen dog. But, hey, girl, hey. Uh, Thank you for listening. <laughs> All parents should give, should give us Hennessy. <laughs> At the end of the year, after dealing with their damn kids, yeah, <laughs> that, that don't listen half the damn time. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all have yeah. that. But anyway, run the screen. Run the screen. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to run this play. <laughs> I'm just gonna shoot the ball. Ah, damn it. But um, yeah, man. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Put a bow on it. Call of the evening or My day sister or, is hungry or morning. I guess over there with you would be after early afternoon, Simba. Uh, yeah, Simba, it's four twenty eight over him. <laughs> yeah, I still got the rest of my day. You do. <laughs> Damn. Uh, shoot, I got to go cook for my homeboy uh, Josh. I got to go cook wings for him now for his birthday. We going over to a little a little kickback he having. I'm hungry now. So I got to. So since she's hungry, I have to cook burgers before we leave, and then when we get there, we gonna eat wings. But um, uh, Simba, uh, go ahead and bless the people with your um, where they can uh, follow you on social media. Of course, they can catch you on GoToFileLife.com starting September 5th. Uh, before that, you can catch up on his old shows on SoundCloud and Spotify. Just type in best med pod or uh the diagnosis and it would come up um so uh as far as your social media go ahead and drop that and any shout outs you want to give everything best med pod it's your man simba we're back in this thing thing one more time bruh 
everything, <laughs> everything, everything. Best man pod. I googled myself a few weeks ago, and I was like, "Hey, there hey. you go." <laughs> so yeah, best man pod. B e s t m e d p o d. Because together we are all the best medicine. And yeah, Instagram, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere y'all got me. I'm with it. Uh, I want to give a shout out to to Second Mondays. It's a it's a dope dope open mic event um out here in the bay for black creatives um second monday second underscore mondays on soundcloud uh i'm sorry on instagram i want to shout out speak on it another um dope open mic poetry uh on wednesday nights that's uh just speak on it all one word um i want to shout out to all my family man if y'all listen to this you my family and i love you and now defy life is my family so i love all y'all all right we love you too fam <laughs> now i need you to start arranging this trip for us to come out to oakland oh it's good my homegirl just came out here from new york and I took. She was like, "I just want to go to all the black and black places." That's exactly what we did. <laughs> all right, well, this we're gonna hold you to that now, Sam. But we're gonna oh, hold you God. to that. We're gonna hold you to that. All the black plot spots. That's all we're going with. That's all we want to hit. Blacks. The blackity blacks. That's blackity all we want to hit. Um, uh, Lynn. Yeah. Uh, well, no. Matter of fact, since it's your show, I'll give mine, and then you can finish it off. Uh, but uh. You know, I just want to shout out to uh, Simba and his new show coming to the podcast. I know we've said that time and time again. Here. Um, we are ecstatic to have you on and uh, shout out to you. Much success. And we're going to do our part to make sure that you become a household podcast, just like we've done with all the other shows on the network. Um, so uh, thanks for riding with us. We want to shout out the fam at Defy Life, as Kim would say. We want to shout out to our patrons, our newest patron, Monique Pearson. Uh, platinum No I'm sorry Not platinum She's a gold She's a gold member New member to the patron uh, Page uh, Remember if you want to Become a patron Visit uh, www.patreon.com Slash defy life If you want to Become a patron And uh, patrons have helped us Do a lot of things We had a back to school drive Today No tomorrow. it's tomorrow. tomorrow The back to school drive In Newberry is tomorrow We'll be giving away Book bags School supplies um, Man I mean It's going to be A really dope event Out in Newberry I think it's from 10 to 4 If I'm not mistaken uh, If my memory Serves me correct So uh, Other than that it's, I will leave it up To the great uh, Lynn Of one half Of Lynn and Kim But although This is not your episode anymore This is a In with Simba and Yosh You can have it You're the visitor today Oh is that what that is That's what that is You're our special what guest you are, you are our special guest <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ain't funny Alright Thank y'all for joining us Simba thank you for coming Love 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 And guys Y'all did a great job Make sure Oh Speaking of which, listeners, Kim has a bone to pick with y'all. Mm. Wait till she come back. She has a big bone. Email us at aen at go to com, And Kim is about to get y'all. It got something to do with that email. AEN at go to Oh, that's right. They were some, the the mm. listeners were supposed to email Happy Birthday Lens, right? Mm. Shouts out to Siobhan who gave me the happy birthday on Spreaker. I appreciate you. Okay. And did y'all, you, no emails from the listeners? Let Kim, let okay, Kim, I'm going to let, I'm gonna let, let Kim, Kim get it. I'm going to let Kim get them. Let Kim have this. 
You got you got you got some time, y'all. Y'all better get them in. <laughs> you better Cause get Because you, you, you know my in. sister can get crunk now. Yeah, yeah. I know she can get crunk. I don't want to be on her bad side. All right. No, I, 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 I don't try not to be on her bad I'm side. I'm scared of her. And that was the first thing that they said to me. He was like, don't get on their bad side. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, Kim is coming for y'all. <laughs> so, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, it has been a pleasure, Simba, once again. Uh, once again, and uh, you got one more show to do on the network. Uh, so you getting around, huh? Yeah, we out here. We out here, <laughs> we out here man. That's, right. what, that's what you do. You promo yourself, I man. I know that's right. So you hit the ground running. So yeah. definitely appreciate you once again. And this is the Anything, Everything, and Nothing podcast with Lenny Kim, and we are out. Out later. later. Love, love. All right, Simba. That too. <laughs>